Welcome. Welcome back. How you feeling, man? Feel good, bro. You ready for 182? 182. I'm ready. All right. I'm not going to waste any time. Let's just get straight to it. Let's do it. Let's just pod. Let's do it. Let's just pod. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's just pod. <laughs> Let's just get to it. Let's do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. She make me feel so good. Let's just do it. <laughs> nah, I'm just like <laughs> better than I would by myself or if I was with else. One eighty two man, it's the rising ground podcast. Let's do it. I can put you in a low cabin somewhere in Aspen. Girl, ain't nothing to the pain, ain't tricking if you got it, what you asking? No, yes it is. Or put you in a mansion. <laughs> I'm tired of that rhetoric. <laughs> Somewhere in Wisconsin. Like I said, ain't nothing to the pain, we can change the last name, what's happening? Cause you look so good. Tell me why you wanna work here. No, real talk. It's shit like that. You ever seen a fine ass girl walking in, like inside a Waffle House, something like that? She's working in the back of there, like, hey, why you wanna work there? Why you look so good? You so, you so bad. What, what are you doing in there? All right. To be on a club. Where did you come from? She bottom girl and she could be a lawyer. Let me get you out of here. <laughs> you don't deserve this. She out on me, on me, me, me. I think she want me, want me. Nah, I can't leave her lonely. No, man, you don't understand. She made the people say yeah. Make the people say yeah, yeah. yeah. She had the right. So we won't waste no time. Yeah. I'm not gonna waste any time. Let's go ahead and do it. Episode 182 of the Rising Ground Podcast. Your boy Roderick in the building. Yes, sir. Jakari, we back in the building. It's another Monday. How you feeling, man? I feel great. Post weekend, uh, we had Stevie come in over the weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, we had Pat's birthday over the weekend. We yep, had the yep. pop up. That was a great event. Um, we had a wonderful Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think we had a great Sunday, uh, football Sunday. Um, it was a great weekend for me. I don't have too much to say because I didn't get into a whole, whole lot. Mm-hmm. But what I did get into, I had a great time with the bros. I had a great time with family. I had a great time potting, whatever it was. Sure. Um, how was your weekend, Corey? Yeah, same thing. So, obviously, like you mentioned, shout out to Pat once again. Happy birthday. For kicked, sure. Kicked it for him for his pop-up shop. Uh, then kicked it with Stevie. You know, he's back home. Like you said, we uh, we kicked it all, all Saturday night with the fam. So, that's pretty much all that I did this weekend as well, man. Overall, it was a great week. Uh, just leading up, you know, to the following week for this Monday. But I'm feeling good, man. I ain't got no complaints, bro. Just in good spirits. Like I always say every week, just keeping that up, staying prayed up, staying blessed, bro. So I'm feeling good. All right, man. Um, if that's it for the intro, I had one thing or we both had one thing that we came across on social media that we wanted to vocalize, that we wanted to have dialogue about before we actually got into our music. Something came up on Instagram and it said Dallas and Fort Worth has claimed the top two spots for cheaters in the United States. And there's now a new Facebook group and it's called Are We Dating the Same Guy? <laughs> Dallas, Fort Worth. <clears throat> That's crazy, man. Um, you know, coming from where we from, I would think, you know, our area is not known for cheating. No way. 
Are you crazy? <laughs> the DF dub? No way, bro. I can not males, especially not black males. But um, <clears throat> I can think of plenty of cheaters. Really? Absolutely. This city is this metroplex is full of cheaters. Yeah, man. I mean, the show cheaters was uh, was based out of here, wasn't it? Yeah. If you want to even dial it all the way back to cheaters, Joey Greco, that whole thing that was on Lovers Lane in in Dallas. In Dallas, of course. Yeah. They revamped that, I think, with uh, with Corey Guns from Love and Hip Hop they or did. Peter Guns, Peter Guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's still in Dallas. So I guess it's just rooted. Wow, are we really not, not not us? <laughs> uh, but when I say us, I mean Dallas Fort Worth. We really cheating like that? Nah, bro, can't be. I thought Dallas was the area to, to come to, man. Absolutely not. You know, that's crazy. I wonder what some of the other states are. But I can I can believe this. But I. The group on Facebook says, are we dating the same guy? That really brings that down just to men. I really want to put the the women in this, too. Oh, uh, yeah, because it's a lot of women that's that's playing that dirty game as oh, well. Oh, my gosh. Might and, be playing it They play it, it better. Yeah, I was going to say, they play it better than men most of the time. Yeah, now, that might be the thing. Niggas might play it more. Women play the game so much better. That's uh, why it hurts more. Absolutely. Women, they know how <clears throat> to hurt you. Well, it's because a lot of women are very either either they are very genuine or they're very 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 good at making everything seem genuine even when it's not uh like when a guy's cheating you can feel it he's making up fake arguments like he's leaving the house he's not taking his kids with him places things like that yeah oh a, a lady she's gonna make everything ser- like seem perfect everything's completely perfect like she's coming back home happy like oh my gosh well, what never mind I'm- so it's like you don't even see it coming you never not see it coming. You don't see it. You have to. You, don't see you have it. to find it. Okay. With a woman, you have to find it. You have to be looking for it because you're not even going to get clues. So why why do you think it's like that with men? Why do you think we get so lazy to the point where it's like we don't even care anymore? Like if we get caught, we get caught. Women <clears throat> never seem like they really get to that point at times. Um. Men are careless, like you said, but I also think men have. Um, I don't think that it's that women aren't careless. I think men have egos that their women are never cheat on them. Mm. Most men carry this uh, this thought in their head that like that's my woman, that's my pussy. It'll never go anywhere, and she would never give it to anybody else. Right? That's not true. I also think um, another ego thing for men for us is like we think we'll never get caught as well. So then when we do get caught. That is true. It's like, oh, we don't want to face the reality of the situation. That's why we start making up shit, like you said, putting the blame, you know, on the other person sometimes as well. But women, like I said, I don't know. I feel like they never really put it out there. Like like you said, you got to find out. Men, sometimes we'll get like a days ago, we'll get careless. And it's just like, fuck it. We start acting different. Where It gets to the point where it's so obvious that something is going on. The thing about it with me. I feel like men are never good with it. Like I feel like the beginning is never even sneaky with niggas. Like niggas are are beginner level sneaky with cheating. <laughs> Women are experts. Like we are novice level. Yeah. They are they are intermediate plus. Okay. Like they are junior high and up. We are elementary school cheaters. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, it's something that secretivity, silence. Uh-huh. Um and niggas will do anything for a night. Like women, are, women are smart enough to know. Like, 
hey, this time is going to be when my man is this, 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 that. No, nah, we'll fuck it all up. Like, So, yeah, men, when we get that feeling, that urge <clears throat> to cheat, we're going to go through the act more times than not. And you're saying women, they they kind of know how to play that down the line a little bit more where they, they recognize that feeling and they may not go through with it. No, women want sex just as much as men, but I feel like women can take their brain over their hormones. Okay. When a man wants to nut, it is com- it is 10 times stronger than the brain. <laughs> like, it will completely overpower your brain. Like, until that moment is over, yeah. there you have no clarity in your brain. You have no... You have no uh, patience. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Your temptation, sustenance is gone. Like, you, you can't do that. Everything's gone. You only worried about that. That's true. <clears throat> That's true. Women are like, ah, no, nah, maybe this isn't the best night. <laughs> Niggas are like, no, nah, I'm coming. <laughs> no, nah, like, wait till she goes to sleep. Like, I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm on my way. No car, I walk. <laughs> Niggas are willing to walk to pussy. Oh, of course. G- girls are not walking a dick. No, nah, it's shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Niggas will get on their feet and walk a mile to some pussy. Facts, bro. Women are not. We'll bike. Bike. We'll take a bus. I was a gonna train. say niggas will take <coughs> a, a bus, a plane, and a train Absolutely. to some pussy for sure. Women are not. It's things like that. <clears throat> it's like, oh, okay, I can, I can see why uh, men make things more obvious. We're willing to do anything to get to it. Women are not. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. What's wrong with us, man? We need more self-control. That's that's the word I was actually looking for. All mm-hmm. of our self-control goes out of the window when we want to have sex. We're animals sometimes, man. Just as men, like you said, like I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of just rooted in us when it comes to, you know, getting that pleasure or, or reaching that that point of uh that climax, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's it's that nut or having sex with some person, like we'll we'll do whatever sometimes to get that urge, that feeling. This sounds crazy. Uh, especially for the lady audience uh, listening, a man that wants to nut is literally like a vampire that smells blood. <laughs> when a vampire smells blood, it's like, oh, oh my god, let's get, <laughs> let's get it. How do I, how do I finish this? Oh my goodness. Oh. Thanks, bro. And <laughs> we will go on a hunt. Yeah, and then when they get the blood, it's like, oh, holy shit, that was crazy. Why was I, why was I acting like that? Right, right, right. I don't know, man. Or maybe it's just the niggas in Dallas Fort Worth to do that. I was just gonna say, maybe it's just in DFW. I was gonna say, dang it, what is in a what is in the DFW uh, water? Something, man. It's in the air. But I was eighteen, nineteen, and twenty before. It's not just the males. Facts, facts, facts. But uh, definitely, man, I'm not agreeing with that. You know, us claiming that spot for cheaters, but it makes sense going through everything like we just explained. It's rooted here. Cheaters was was birthed here, so it's almost like we don't even have a choice to a point yeah they actually made cheating actually look kind of fun <laughs> like, holy shit holy shit i get on tv for this right i have family members that are on that show I swear i swear to god damn yeah it's actually embarrassing but <laughs> i don't know why i said that actually like, i'm actually taking the stock of my family down if we were smp we would have just shot the fuck down holy shit <laughs> why did i do that to myself and my bloodline he said if we was S and P, we would have shot. Them. We were on the S and P. We would just, we just hit the floor. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> oh my god, prostitutes! Sorry, it's not a prostitute. It's all good, bro. I'm Sorry, uh, shit, I forgot her name. Nish, nish. <laughs> when you, never mind. Sheesh! Look at the way I was about to talk about my family. Oh, bro, and I'm just. And you were just gonna laugh, like what I'm supposed to do. 
Like, hold me accountable. Like, make me respect my loved ones. I mean, oh, my liked ones. I mean, yeah. I was going to say, maybe you don't fuck with that side of the family like you think. What was her name? Oh, well. I don't know. Cheetah's family, girl. <clears throat> Are we ready to get into the music? Let's do it, man. All right. We had a couple of big drops this week. Let's start with the unexpected one. It was about Wednesday, Thursday. NBA young boy got on Instagram from his official account. You know, he doesn't use the actual personal ones. He goes through his NBA young boy or Never Broke Again LLC, that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're a rapper that keeps a street MO, you're better off doing that. Like, I, th- I think it's a lot safer having your management take care of everything socially. For sure. For someone um, like NBA Youngboy, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, because I'm sure there's guidelines behind, like, all right, when you get on live, like, make sure this, 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 that. Like, this is not just, hey, I just open my phone and we do this. Yeah. But NBA Youngboy got on. His uh, his official account posted a picture of an a Lil Wayne-like cover mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> of basically kind of like the Lil Wayne Juvie 500 Degrees, that type of thing. Uh, block is hot, shit like that. 3,800 Degrees, NBA Youngboy. It was an album, and he said, you know what? It's dropping Friday. From Atlantic Records. Right, once again, this is the second project since we thought he was uh, off of the label or out of the deal, we should say. Uh, But yeah, he dropped 13 songs on us out of nowhere on Friday. We weren't expecting it. Um, and I just I just don't know what's going on over there with the camp. You know, we thought we weren't going to get music till January, and we've gotten two projects since he's supposedly allegedly fulfilled the album deal or the, the contract that he had with Atlantic Records. I know this is going to seem kind of off, but I'm going to bring it back around. <clears throat> Kari, today, um, October the 10th, this needs to this should be the day that we completely change our thinking on the rap game moving forward uh pod wise we should fully accept that we are inside of a rap game that it's like a job it's a job for people and not everybody loves their job um I'm not saying they don't love their craft i'm sure they love their craft and that's why they got into rapping but a lot of people are here for the pay stub for the check, right? Uh, for the money that's coming. So if I know I can make a million dollars an album, and I'm not saying he's making a million dollars an album, don't get that, guys. Um, why not drop an album every three months? And us who are hip hop historians, who are from the older days in rap, we would say because he's damaging the value of his discography. And to somebody that's out for just money, would go, who gives a fuck, right? Um, so I feel like now we should start to look at some of these guys different because in this now I'm like, hmm, maybe it's not bad. Maybe he's just raking. Maybe he's just here to rake. Yeah. And uh, like you said, I guess if that's where we are now with music in the industry, if that's where certain artists are going to go, that's their route. That's fine. Um, but like you said, I guess we just need to notice that more, be more aware of that and say like, hey, some guys are really just in this to just get as much money as they can while they're here. Now, we're talking about a guy that if he wanted to to dial back and be the greatest, he could do that. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, I feel like we should just we should just take it for what it is. And four to five albums a year says to me and says to the business and to the industry that we're we're milking it. 
For sure. And that's fine. Like I said, that's right. right. There's, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, that's going to be the route that he takes. Uh, power to him, you know, but going a little bit more into the album, 3,800 Degrees, like I said, it's 13 songs. I've heard about five, six tracks. Yeah, we heard about five to six. Okay. And what I've heard, man, is, I mean, it's just the normal NBA young boy that we're used to um, as far as the sound of the songs, the flow, the beat, selection, things like that. But it sounds good. The first couple of songs that we have heard, um, you know, we was in here vibing out. Like, it's, it's NBA young boy. It's, he does it's not nothing, make bad music. Yeah, it's, it's nothing different than what he's put out this year or even going back before. Like, it's the same type of music. Right. Um. And another thing that I'll say is I think that if he continues to do this and he's managing to keep himself healthy, he's managing to uh, and him and his team are managing to stay out of all types of legal trouble. I think we should we might even want to commend it. We might even commend this because say say he continues to do this and people were like, yeah, he's fucking up his discography, but he's done he's done this five years straight. And he's been in no legal trouble. Mm-hmm. This is commendable. For sure. Because it's it could have been one album a year in and out of the pen. For sure. I mean, like like we said earlier, this is going to be what he does. Like, I'm not mad. Yeah. I just would want to know, especially because just going back to his whole situation with Atlantic Records, if you're no longer in a deal, are we going to continue to just have these one-off album con- like i don't e- we don't even know what's being done right now are, th- are these just one-off contracts that just for this project only like how how are we what are we going to do moving forward are you going to be in another deal or is it just going to be these one-offs yeah are you signed to this label what ki- I, we're not even sure we still don't know what kind of yeah. partnership these the one-off from last time real or two mm-hmm. we don't even know what that was are you signed are you not right. i and then even with this one, same thing. We still don't know. With this one, it's starting to make me seem or make me feel like he's signed. He's either signed or, or moving towards a renegotiation with with Atlantic. For sure. Because at, at this point, why why would we still be dropping projects with him? If I have sixteen tracks ready to drop, and I'm released from the the label, and I've been saying fuck Atlantic, why would I be wanting to drop with Atlantic? Exactly. And I'm I'm thinking the exact same that you're thinking. Yeah. And on top of that, why are we continuing to drop music? But I guess it's just going back to what we mentioned to start it out. Like maybe he's in it for the money. But if you wanted to get off the label, if you have reportedly fulfilled the label, I mean, the contract that you had, why are you still dropping music? What I will say is, and this goes back to what we were saying before. Hey, fuck it. Get your bread. Like, I'm not I'm not hating at all. Like, if, if you... Stack stack bread. Niggas is in this shit to stack bread. Um, what we had heard before was Atlantic offered him a hefty piece to drop that one that one project, really mm-hmm. two, really two. Yeah. So why not go pick up that bag and drop that one project? Now y'all are just paying me because y'all know y'all need me. Mm-hmm. Um, if they did the same thing for thirty eight hundred degrees, mm-hmm. I don't see why he wouldn't go pick up some more money. For sure, for sure. And then um, one one thing in. We won't spend too much time on this because we'll we'll kind of go into it with another artist that's on the label for sure. But do you want to go into him next? Let's do it. So Kodak Black was supposed to drop right same same day on Friday. Kodak Black's Cutthroat Bill Volume One. We were talking about it for about a week and a half. It was right. set to drop last Friday, a couple of days ago. So another thing I just want to say with Young Boy and Atlantic Records, if you know Atlantic Records, you have another prominent artist who's already set to drop on Friday. It's already sold up. 
That's right. that's complete. Right. He's dropping on Friday. And you let NBA Youngboy, who's supposedly not signed anymore, you let him jump in front of Kodak Black. That says a lot for NBA Youngboy as well. As far as how Atlantic feels about him. They, okay. They yes. let him jump in front of Kodak and then Kodak had to push his album two weeks back. Because at this point, what I will say, at this point in time, I feel as though Atlantic Records shunned the shit out of NBA Youngboy for years and they're starting to see what they're losing, which is why they offered him so much money to sign again. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, fuck that money. So now it's almost like the ball is in NBA Youngboy's court. Hey, whatever the fuck, this is, this is, I don't know if you guys have seen Jobs with Ashton Kutcher. You remember when um, he finally got, like, he got fired mm -hmm. and then 1996 came around and they wanted Steve Jobs back. They were willing to suck this nigga's dick <laughs> to, get, to get him right. to be the CEO of Apple again. Yeah. It's about here. It's, it's about to this point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to drop fuck Kodak no, in front of Kodak yeah, yeah it's okay if you want to drop on the same day you'll drop the same day either that or he'll just move it <laughs> like I was so you want, do you want to drop I was like whoa you'll drop tomorrow I promise <laughs> now that is shit it's, that, I don't like that from Atlantic Records now that's my point do what you need to do to secure your artist and if you're NBA young boy uh, and he's the, the bread and butter right there take care of your artist and if I'm NBA young boy I understand why Atlantic did that right. but um, in this moment in time right now I say Kodak Kodak Black's album is a better business move than 3,800 Degrees. Absolutely, at, at this point in time, especially... Right. In October 2022. Right. Especially with Kodak leading up, like he already, he's given us a rollout. A full rollout. He gave us an entire rollout. He gave us everything he needed. He, he gave us tracks. He gave us three tracks. Three tracks. He gave us incredible controversy. He built his name up to the point where he's selling 125 to 150 had this dropped last week. Yeah. Um, was that shat on on purpose? I won't say. That's what I'm that's what I'm asking because if I'm Kodak Black, I feel some type of way towards that landing now. Well, yeah, this is uh this is like an argument that everyone had for the last fifteen years because um Def Jam and um I forgot who it was, Def Jam Interscope, one of the two, something like that, they were all together. Um because 50 and Kanye's beef was kind of designed by the labels that head to head okay. and they were both coming from Universal. So it's like, oh, yeah. That if was, I'm 50, saying, right? yeah, if I'm 50, you niggas lined up my my death. Mm -hmm. Like you guys sat up here and orchestrated my death. Right. And we're on the same label. Right. Basically, um this is what's going on right now. Like if you're Atlantic and you're privy to your artists, which they know they're damn artists. They know 50, not 50, uh, they know Kodak and, and Youngboy aren't cool. Mm -hmm. They know what this would have done. And I get that, that Kodak had a different reasoning out of his mouth or that he was saying why he's pushing back his album. Ha ha, you're not going to get it. I'm dropping it this day. It was because of Youngboy dropping it. There's no other reason why you wouldn't drop. If, if NBA Youngboy says nothing on Wednesday, Thursday, we get that album on Friday morning. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's a weird situation that's going on. But like I was saying, if I'm Kodak Black, I'm going to feel some type of way towards Atlantic Records because I feel like you let somebody who's maybe not signed to the label. Maybe he is. We don't know. But you just let him cut in front of me. 
over a, a project that he just announced the day before, and I have an album that I've been talking about for weeks. Did Kodak push his album, or did Atlantic push his album? Because I would, I would say, I would say Kodak would still want to drop on the exact same day. Uh, I think Kodak. Oh, bro, it's a different. I think it's a it's a different environment these days because the numbers are already taking a hit. So you just mentioned the 07 battle between Kanye. Um, the graduation album, and then Fifty Cent Curtis. It's a different environment in 2007 right. compared to 2022. I don't think that battle is necessarily good for business. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's good for business. What I'm thinking in my head is, say you have, you know, the the diagram from school where you have two big ass circles and you kind of bring them together, and the middle has the same, the same. Yeah, I think they have a somewhat of the same fan base i think kodak black's fan base is a little bit older Mm -hmm. than young boys Mm -hmm. um and i think he still does great numbers whether or not nba young boy drops because nba young boy drops multiple times a year he's only looking at about 30 to fifty thousand, i think on this this album right here Mm -hmm. he's not taken away from kodak if he drops so that's why i'm thinking in my head um Atlantic Records pulled him out of the game. They they pulled him out. Yeah, you're gonna take a breather. You're gonna get in next quarter. Yeah, uh, and, and we're gonna drop your album in two weeks. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think that that whole situation. It's funny. It's funny from the outside looking in because you you don't know what conversations were had. You don't know what direction they they thought it was gonna go. But I don't think having them both drop on that same day on Friday would have been good. Whether or not Kodak decided to push it back himself or the label. I don't know, but I think, like we said, and I know you you said this exact same thing. You agree? Like I don't think that would have been good for business. Yes, NBA probably is only going to sell thirty to fifty, but I think Kodak still would have taken a hit if they would have dropped his first week numbers. Still would have taken a nice little hit compared Maybe, to, to to what he wants. To, probably would have dropped him somewhere to the the fifty to seventy five range. But um, so I think that's why you push it back. That's another drop that we need in here. You said that was funny, not funny, haha. <laughs> funny, weird. Funny, weird. That's that's the kind of funny that we talking about. Yeah, yeah man. It's, it's just like what what's going on over there. That's an inside thing. Uh, we won't find out more on that. Number one, because um, Kodak Black is not clear. Number two, NBA YoungBoy does not talk. Mm-hmm. Number three, Atlantic is not dot divulging that type of information right <clears throat> but we just gave you the real so it doesn't matter moving on a lot of these every album that came out this week was backed behind some controversy mm-hmm. quavo and takeoff they dropped only built for infinity links the album dropped guys yeah so just let's just start with uh the praise we both we linked up over the weekend like we said in the intro you mentioned it i said the exact same thing you said hey man Hey, this tape is hard as fuck. <laughs> um, I tuned into this one. Of course, everything comes out technically Thursday night. Um, unless you're in New York, it really comes out technically midnight in New York. Right. But um, everything comes out Thursday night. I didn't listen on Thursday. I woke up Friday morning. I gave it a rest. Even then, Friday night, I tuned into Only Built for Infinity, Links, Quavo, and Takeoff. It was the first album of the weekend that I even listened to. Holy shit. I was expecting it to be all right. I wasn't expecting it to be this good. It was it was really good. Um, I'll go back to what I said a couple of pods ago because we were saying, are we really listening to this to see what 
it's going to be like or are we listening to this to see what it's going to sound like without offset mm -hmm. it sounds great without offset i'll say this album does not need offset yeah. not on not on one track but i get this feeling after both of the tracks or in a in a song after both verses are over you can't help but feel like offset's just going to come through on the next mm -hmm. verse but the song's over it's just yeah. it feels weird it's 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 a funny not funny haha -ha. yeah it's funny, funny weird it's funny weird <laughs> because like you said it's almost like damn the song is um not complete not complete you know what i mean but i feel the exact same way man like i was i was damn near shocked and surprised listening to this for the first time of course we know that both of these guys quavo and takeover are great artists but we just weren't, weren't sure how an entire project like with them was going to sound but i was shocked man i was blown away by this project it sounded way better than i could have even imagined I was like, damn, these niggas really took their time and put a great project together. Um, I have no complaints on the album. I feel like you as well, though. Like, it's like, damn, Offset is really, there's no songs with Offset on this album. Yeah, and it was really weird. It's it going to take felt, some getting used to, for sure. Yeah, especially since they said they don't have any plans on the, in the future. Yeah, man. Um, this is going to lead me into my next question. I'm just going to take a, a breath. Okay. Corey, did Offset fuck Sweetie? <laughs> we talked about we talked about how we weren't going to be the allegations podcast <laughs> this is far beyond allegation at this point yeah. um on on social media all week before the album dropped they brought back this rumor mm -hmm. that the reason why quavo and sweetie broke up was because she was fucking offset mm -hmm. the reason why migos qc that entire thing became a quarrel a fight a breakup was because of a woman and um it's it's rumored it's rumored to be that offset had sex with with Saweetie. Yeah. Then the the album drops. There's some pretty funny, not funny, haha, -ha, funny weird <laughs> lines from Quavo yeah, yeah. about how a girl of his in the past fucked a homie that she could have really just asked yeah. and that they would have green lighted it. Green lighted it for sure. Um I don't think it's set. I think we're looking at more of a little baby situation here. And we need to add him to the pictures as far as because there were pictures circulating months back. Oh, my God. With little baby and, and sweetie. Being, Holy shit. I being forgot together. about that, Kari. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think we're talking about little baby in this situation. Little baby did fuck sweetie. <laughs> this nigga just had a revelation. Yeah, he had her all at, at Louis, Louis V and shit. Yeah, you remember that picture where uh, she took a picture in the mirror and she's sitting on somebody's lap? And it's like a guy in black pants, black shoes, and then there's another picture of little baby having that exact same outfit on. So that's why you know people were saying like, "Hey, he really talking about little baby in this situation, not Offset." Thank you for clearing that up for me, because I was really asking when I said, "Yo, did Offset fuck Sweetie?" Mm -hmm. No, little baby fucked Sweetie. Yeah. I forgot, and that was that was that was public record. Yeah, yeah, that was sure. very common news. That was everyone knew that. Yeah, like I said, they posted a picture together. They were. Plenty of pictures that, oh, there's his jacket, mm. there's her heel, yeah. there's his dress, there's her hair, there's his dreads, there's that tattoo. They were they were seen together, I'd say, in the span of 30 days, maybe five or six times. Like, oh, yeah, he's cracking that. And this is my thing, not to be too messy and get too much into gossip, but also why I don't think it's offset in this particular situation is because Cardi B is someone who will make news out of a situation like this she's gonna have something to say more than likely she's gonna retaliate you know and cardi b has been quiet 
as far as the rumors go, in my opinion, between Sweetie and Offset supposedly having some type of relationship there. See, I'm on the contrary. I I believe that we're at the point in time where Cardi B has had numerous amounts of media training and that um she's no longer going to make a scene if Offset is cheating or caught cheating. Mm-hmm. They're on the Beyonce, Jay-Z tip to where this is a power couple. If if somebody does something, we're keeping this completely under wraps and we just moving the fuck forward. That's what I've that's what I've seen because I've I've heard shout out my boy Offset because black men don't cheat. <laughs> because but I've heard I've heard plenty of accusations yeah, for sure. since then about okay. Offset. But you know that they handle shit like G's nowadays, it looks for like. Sure, for sure. Um, so I don't think that she'd go crazy. Yeah. But um you have a point. Wow. But I also, if I'm not mistaken, JT threw some of that some of that shade at Cardi during that fight last week. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> they would know though. That's for a QC sure. family. For sure. Cardi is the fourth Migo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never not say that. Right, for sure. Uh I know what we're saying about little baby, and that that does clear all this up. That rumor's not out of the woods though. Between set. The rumor's not a it didn't There's it didn't more. come it didn't come from thin air. It's more. The JT wouldn't be making little funny jokes about your man and this, this and that. Yeah. Come on, set. Yeah, damn it. We love you, Seth. Like, well, I hope you didn't do that, cuz. Um, yeah, because what I what I did think was like, oh, fuck, this is gonna make me not like the album a little bit less. <laughs> I'm gonna like the album a little bit less if I find out it was this way. I'm gonna nah. like Infinity Links a little bit more. Nah, man. No, nah, yeah, not not too, Seth. Too great of an album, man. Too great of a guy. <laughs> too great of a guy. Right. Seth would never. Stand, stand up individual. Stand up guy. Come on now. I'm only expect the best from a man like that. He would never. Really? Cheat. Absolutely not. Again? Come on now. Kari? What's what? ain't that his name? What was his name? <laughs> oh. What's fucking what's Offset's name? Uh C Cephas. Cephas. I thought his last I thought his middle name was Car. Cephas. I don't know, but yeah, something something crazy like that. Cephas. Shout out shout out Set. Yeah, man. Shout out sure. Quavo and uh and Takeoff too. Y'all dropped a hell of an album on Friday. For sure, man. Great songs on there, great project. Definitely should check it out. Replay values type songs. Facts, bro. Like uh, a lot of songs. Like we said, we were just surprised. Like we we know these guys are great artists. Don't get me wrong. We know Quavo's the quarterback. He's gonna be on the hook, go you crazy. Take off. I know he can rap like fucking crazy. But the way that they put this together, every song is like I said before. It just looked like they really took their time and had a game plan moving forward with this album release. All right, now I gotta get into the hate. I didn't mean to get into this, but you said something that now I have to get into it. Okay. Holy holy fucking fuck. Was take off rapping just like Offset on this album? He was, man. He was in his bag, bro. No, but I mean, I mean, Offset's flows. Oh, he learned from the best. It bro. was on some like, ah, we don't need you, bro. We got it. <laughs> oh, this one, you guys thought this needed an Offset verse? Yeah, I'll handle it. So take off, put the team on his back for this one. Takeoff became two niggas. Oh, okay. Takeoff was takeoff and offset. I swear <laughs> to God, there were there were verses that it, it wasn't like, oh, they're family. They kind of sound alike. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, if this was a Migos album, only offset does that type of verse. Gotcha. 
Like you don't you don't do that take. You don't do that take. When did you start doing that, man? Now? Fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, man. It was orchestrated from the label. This was from from the top to the bottom. Like the label would say, You're gonna rap this way. Quavo said we're gonna rap this way and take over rap that way. Big unconfused type shit. You feel me? I ain't mad at it. I love it, bro. Shout out to y'all once again. Um I'm on the train. Like I'm on the team. You know what I'm saying? Pause. Come on now. I'm on the team, bro. You see how he tried to clean it up so quick? <laughs> I tried to move on, but you you heard me. Yeah, man. Like you're not getting past me and no shit like that. Hey, yo. I'm on the team, bro. I'm on the Unconfused team. Shout out to y'all, y'all. Y'all dropped a great project, man. Hell of a project. Um, projects that are coming out this week. It's only me, Lil Baby. It is Lil Baby week, Kari. It's only him. It is Lil Baby Week. <laughs> Everybody has gotten the fuck out of the way. Yep. There are no albums dropping this week. There's probably not even a single coming out this week. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put out anything unless you're putting it out on like Tuesday. I wouldn't either. Yeah, unless unless you're signed to yourself, don't drop. It's no point. If yeah, there's if you're with any major record label, they don't have you slated to drop this week. If somebody told you you're dropping this week. You're getting pushed. For sure. You're getting pushed back. It's only me, Lil Baby, coming out. Yeah, man. 23 songs he uh, said are going to be on the tape. Seven features, no deluxe. So we don't have to worry about him dropping again the following week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's here, bro. Lil Baby is finally here, man. It's been a long time. We've been waiting two plus years for him to drop. And it's here, man. I'm, I'm super excited. We've gotten hella songs already. So... I'm curious to see like what's gonna actually make the album, how many new songs we're gonna get. He's been teasing a lot of new songs on Instagram as well. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, but Lil Baby's here, man. Highly anticipated. It's only me. I'm looking forward to hearing this shit, bro. I'm this is a Thursday night listen for me. I have to play this shit on Thursday night. Like Yeah, this is a Thursday night it's, listen. It's Lil Baby. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be up at night listening to this, going into the weekend. I'm already knowing. Okay. Um I don't have too much to say. Like you said, it's going to be 23 songs, seven features. This is going to be his week. I would expect maybe one song. You're going to get the track list. You're going to get who the features are. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to get track lists, I'll say, on Wednesday. You're going to get features on Thursday, sure. uh, Thursday morning and afternoon. But um, Monday to Tuesday, you could you could fuck around and get a track from Lil Baby. I wouldn't. I don't count it out. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bank on it because he's big enough to drop without a, a single. But um. I think Lil Baby's gonna drop a single before this album comes mm -hmm. out. But um I'm expecting a great album. This is his his uh his follow-up to <clears throat> Damn, I almost just called it the bigger picture. Um My turn. My turn. Mm -hmm. Sorry. But um this this is expected to be bigger. This is for sure. Everyone's expecting this to be like his crowning achievement. If my turn was was that big, they're expecting his follow-up to this as he now sits as the biggest rapper in the game, to be that of the biggest rapper of the game. I mean, I, I don't expect nothing less. Like you said, this is greatness coming, bro. Like, he he knows his placement in the game, in the rap game, as an artist in general. I know he's going to bring the best music that he's, that he's put out. So, not even worried about it, man. They're expecting... They're expecting Carter 2, Carter 3-ish type little baby. Like, Sheesh. I don't know who wouldn't be. I'm expecting that type of little baby. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting him to pull out all the stops. 
I don't see why not. Seven features is perfect for 23 songs. Not too much. 23 songs is not too much for for two years going. For sure. I'm not even mad at that, especially because you let us know that we're not getting a deluxe. So we're not getting 30 songs, you know, in total the following week. We don't need that. 23 is solid. Um, Yeah, I just think that's perfect, bro. Like, I, I don't I don't think that's too much, too less. We should be good with 23 songs, seven features. Can't wait to hear it. All right, I'm sure we'll be talking about this on Thursday, too. But, Absolutely. Um, we can leave it here. Let's get into the news. We knew we weren't going to be talking about Kanye West for the only time on uh, on Thursday. I said it. I said uh, Monday we would discuss his name again. Kanye West wore the White Lives Matter uh, T-shirts at his last uh, fashion show walkthrough, whatever it was, at, at Paris Fashion Week. He's been on a press run ever since. This is just about as disgusting as I can, as it can get. He's, yeah. he's beefing with just about anyone that speaks to him. And and people that are speaking to him are, are reaching out for help. You know, we're not trying to say, hey, stop what you're doing. You're making a fool. Like, we're just reaching out just to say, are you okay? Do you need help? And uh, just to just to say, um, you're the biggest, you're the biggest celebrity black people have. Mm-hmm. Please just be conscious of your voice. Um, Kanye's to the notion that most black people were trained how to be black people by white people. Mm. So him just being himself is being blacker than any of us are being. Mm. That's a crazy mindset, right? <laughs> that's that's wild, right? That shouldn't make you think. That's pretty wild, right? Is that reverse psychology? It's free thinking. Um, were we taught how to be black by white people? Were we taught how to be black by white people? That's a great fucking question. And if so, is is breaking away from how every person that's black thinks really being black? Mm. Ooh, so Kanye is Kanye is a sober. Fuck Kanye. Kanye is one <laughs> big sober high thought. Facts though. Like who even thinks? about things like that like what what kind of capacity do you have to be in what has to be going on in your life for you to even have those words or even form that type of thought freedom when you get billionaire status when you get so free that you're not worried about like the bounds of like money facts 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 food water shelter what my kids are gonna do or my kids are gonna go to school when All all of that just becomes a snap of the finger now, now I can use the left and the right side of my brain. Like now you, I can you think about bullshit. Yeah, you usually only use one side yeah. of your brain thinking about survival. Facts. When your brain is not stuck on survival, you can think about totally different things. And he's been thinking about it for fifteen years. Yeah, must be nice. What the fuck? That makes sense though. Like you said, when you take away all of the problems, the everyday normal problems that we have, that's clouding like eighty percent of our brain. Yeah. He does. He's not worrying about his next meal or if those bills are paid or all this other shit. You know, he has so. a free. He has eighty percent of his brain wide open to just think. He must have long fucking days. Yes, yeah, but now that I was gonna say, especially like not without a companion or without a wife, things like that. Yeah, thoughts thoughts have to swirl constantly in the mind of Kanye West all day long. Um, and of course, we're actually going to get into what we're talking about, but um, it's it's crazy to to sit here and actually think about think about that mind. Um, 
Some people use the word crazy. I don't like using the word crazy, but um, that's where stuff like that happens, where you just have all day mm-hmm. to contemplate, and the next day, and the next day, and yep. the next day. And we could call it crazy and not mean crazy like in a negative sense. Like that is crazy to be able to form those type of thoughts. And I, and I mean crazy. It's extraordinary. Like, yeah. So maybe that's a better choice of words. But yeah, like you have to be a different type of person, a different type of individual to even have thoughts like that. But into Kanye. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, But into Kanye. Over the past week, like we said, White Lives Matter at the, the Paris Fashion Week, mm-hmm. Diddy reached out to him. He was like, you know what? I'm on a plane right now, but as soon as we uh, as soon as soon we land, I want to touch down and I want to talk to you about this. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he said, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, fuck you. You fed. Yeah, he called him a fed. Okay. And then everything that he says, he posts on Instagram and he posts a religious uh, caption. Yeah. With that, he said, Jesus is king. Mm-hmm. Puff replies, he says, nigga, send me an address. Let's stop playing these internet games and don't feel threatened. You'll be fine. Just love. Kanye said, this ain't a game. I'm going to use you as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. I told you this was war. Now go and get you some business. All right, let's just stop right there real quick. I got a question. What Jewish people is Kanye referring to that, that Diddy's been hanging out with? See, See, listen, this is... This is the point where we are we are at a different level under Kanye. Right, right. So some are gonna call Kanye fucking insane. Nah, bro. But is but is Diddy really with them Jewish steppers? And, and see, and that's what I was gonna say. Like sometimes this is why I hate when Kanye does all these outbursts because we don't even know what you're talking about. So the average person that just I don't even know Kanye, and, and we're we're a little bit more critically thinking about this somebody that's just on instagram scrolling they're like oh my gosh now kanye thinks diddy has people coming to get him (laughs) right but if you're in diddy's circle if you're in kanye's circle and kanye's been seeing the last year or so oh diddy diddy been moving with them jewish steppers i'm I'm sure because these are billion dollar conversations that are being had so i'm sure maybe there's a group of people who may be jewish maybe not that diddy maybe has had conversations with or maybe these are just people that are in those type of circles that they are in that the average person on Instagram, like you said, that's just scrolling. We have no idea what's going on. And let me debunk something for the consumers because we're all down here. But I want something to be clear when people talk about other celebrities trying to get them killed or when um, Drake was talking about like when Kanye was talking about Drake pulling up to his house or him pulling up there, things like that. Mm. And everybody's like, Yo, what are you talking about? Nobody's going to do any of this. They're millionaires, this like that. Do you realize the millionaires? Uh, I'm saying this to the consumers. Do you realize the millionaires have more money and power and accessibility to knock somebody than somebody else? And that it's the millionaires and billionaires that do the knocking. Mm-hmm. So when niggas say shit like that, they're not just saying it to say it. But Kanye could just be saying this to say it. Just he could. He could be on some like, oh, if if I die, did he did it? He and he could. Kanye is a type of person. Like I said, he says a lot, so you never really know what's true and what's not. But in certain situations like this, because we follow this news, we know that more than likely he could be talking about a relationship that's with some people that we just don't know about. Right. I'm just gonna finish the the thread up. Puff replies again. He said, I'm just trying to talk to you as a black man. 
And I'm talking to you because this is hurting our people. Stop. Kanye replies again. Anything you text, I will post. I love you. And you guys are breaking my heart. I accept your apology in advance. Uh, who are you he hits him with a double and triple text he said i don't like our uh, i didn't like our combo i'm selling these teas nobody gets in between me and my money this is my grandfather texting you now well what the fuck (laughs) this nigga has switched personality this nigga has this this nigga's the poltergeist mid text this nigga's the exorcism (laughs) amityville horror ass nigga uh never call me with no bullshit like that again unless you're ready to green light me because anybody who got on that tea is me Mm. out of respect for everything you've meant to me i'll be quiet as virgil rest in peace virgil because virgil's dead so i think he's saying he'll be quiet as a deceased person so yeah i don't i don't know about that line uh, kanye says a lot of things in terrible taste like kanye we talked last week about kanye needs a pr we won't say it again yeah um but now i know how i've hurt people i love with threats Mm -hmm. come do something illegal to me now please what the fuck? I don't know, man. I just I just don't know. Like I said, he says a lot. It's, it's kind of hard to gauge what direction or what he's even wanting us to get from it. Because like I said, nine times out of ten, we don't even know what the hell he's talking about. What the fuck, Corey? I don't know what this does for his relationships with these people. Like, you know, Puffy, somebody's really reaching out, trying to help. And then you post our conversations on the Internet. I'm going to feel some type of way about that. You know what I mean? So it's, there's just a lot. My thing is Kanye... I would say Kanye doesn't give a fuck about his relationships with anybody. But when Diddy received that award just about a year ago, it was Kanye that that uh, that introduced that. Mm-hmm. It was Kanye that said so many words about how when everything was going on mm-hmm. through his trials and tribulations in his career, Diddy was the one that, that kept him like motivated. Diddy was the one that stayed by his side. Everybody else left him. Diddy, Diddy didn't. Um, he is tarnishing relationships. He is, man. But I think somebody like Diddy is still going to um, stick beside him. I was just going to say that Diddy is Diddy's love. Yeah, man. He's going to stick beside him, you know, for the long run, um, as you can tell, because he doesn't even have to reach out in, in a situation like this anyways. And he, he's one of the few people that we know that are reaching out. So Diddy's somebody that will stand beside. Uh, he'll stand beside you while you're going through it for mentally. Sure. For uh, sure. he, he's love. For sure. Diddy, puff, puff is love. <laughs> love records, man. Um, but Kanye wasn't done. So that was Diddy. <laughs> uh, he also took some shots at Drake. Justin Bieber as well. Justin Bieber, uh, ASAP Rocky also. But Drake, he said, uh, Drake will fuck your baby's mama's mama. That's real war. I don't. All right. I get that he did the the, the Kim Kardashian kind of talking shit in the lines in Scorpion. Mm-hmm. But if all Drake did was fuck Chris, why is he mad? Because from from after after all time has passed by, mm-hmm. it seems as though Drake didn't fuck Kim. He fucked Chris. He was talking about Chris the entire time. We're starting yeah. to find that out now. Yeah. Like, well, you kind of it was speculated back then. But now we're getting like confirmation. Right. Basically, like you like you stated there. Um, but I don't know why Kanye feels so much hurt towards that. I think it was just <laughs> the pettiness of Drake. The fan like, haha, like I'm. I hate you, and now I'm infiltrating I'm your family, family right? And I'm you can't get me gone. I'm having conversations. I'm in text messages with the sisters. You know, Drake was just being petty. I'm about dicking this your shit. girl's mom. 
He said, I, um, I, what do you say? I spin and beep twice or some shit. It was, it was a verse. Mm-hmm. It was a lyric in there that Drake, like, if I was Kanye, it would have hurt my stomach too. Cause it's like, bro, he's around my fucking family. Like he's riding past the house and I'm beeping twice saying hello. Chris could have the kid, like the grandkids for the weekend. And Drake and, is over and Drake, there. And Drake is over there <laughs> drinking wine, playing steak.us. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Over there hitting millions on Baccarat, <laughs> right. playing with my kids and shit. With fucking uh, your wifey playing in the background. Drake, not Drake, Kanye now, ooh. Kanye has really let niggas play on his name and his kids' names for the last five years. For, like For a long time. This is not, wow. But yeah, that's why he hated Drake so much, bro. It was personal with Drake. And Drake knew that, and that's Drake was pushing those buttons. It's, it's another thing, like, when you're in the industry, there's just certain things that when guys rap, they know certain lines are going to hurt that person that we don't know. Yeah. There might be a line like like Chris Chris might have uh might have gone with Drake to a Mets game mm-hmm. um back in 2016 and that nigga throw something about about feeding her fucking cracker jacks at the yeah. Mets game and they'll just burn Kanye's fucking right, right. waffles. And it's like we don't even know that Kanye knows exactly what Drake is talking yeah, about J- in that line. Drake might have bought out the fucking the Staples Center for mm-hmm. her one night just to have a date and fuck Chris inside of. And he <laughs> makes that one little fucking bar inside of that shit in the song. And now Kanye is on top of Staples Center about to jump. <laughs> Drake is a character. It's man. it's shit like that. They play pretty rich games. Yeah, man. It was shit like that. You remember when he bought the um during the Donda CLB era? Mm. He had a date. Drake takes a takes a girl on a date. Yeah. By the the whole stadium. Yeah. And then the next week, Kanye West is sleeping in a stadium for his album. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you rich fucks. It's petty shit. This nigga took the Mercedes-Benz Stadium and and made it the Kanye West Stadium. Camped out out that hoe. He was like, oh, you could take a date for the night? (laughs) I'm going to rent this bitch out. (laughs) (laughs) He blew that nigga a kiss. He was like, watch me run my album through this. Yeah, man. Crazy. I hate these rich niggas, man. Uh, but Kanye's been Kanye's been making waves, talking talking shit to everybody. Like I said with mm-hmm. Justin Bieber, um, his wife Haley Bieber had, had stepped out. Either she had liked something um, that was uh, talking shit about Kanye, mm-hmm. or she reposted something that was that was making a statement telling Kanye, you know, just to be careful with what he's saying. Yeah. Kanye said, "Hey, yo, Justin, get your girl before I get mad." <laughs> That's a verbatim quote. It's a threat. That is that is. <laughs> But the thing about it is, like, we usually just do comedy shit for the pod. Yeah. Corey, that is verbatim. <laughs> that is a threat. He bro. said, hey, Justin, get your girl <laughs> before I get mad. No, real talk, though. And you don't really want Kanye to get mad. That's that's the type of shit, like, hey, Justin really went in there like, Haley, why'd you like that? <laughs> Can we stop? Haley, please don't. It's Can crazy. You unlike it, please. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that Kanye can make you have those conversations in your own household with your spouse. Kanye, now I'm on a serious tip. This is funny, but this is serious too. Kanye is one of the scariest people to give a billion dollars to. When you see things like this, I love Kanye. He's my favorite musical artist of all time, polarizing. He's one of the greatest things that's happened to the to the generation, musically, fashion, a lot. But there's a lot that comes with turning somebody into a celebrity this is all this is our fault this is all the people's fault we make people celebrities um without 
knowing what the fuck they did in their past mm-hmm. without knowing whether they were crazy to begin with. The same way a job, when you apply for a nine to five, they run a background check. Yeah. They run a drug test. They might run a credit check and, and check your debt too. That's not the same with being a celebrity. We let anybody come in and make M's. Sure. And you might have let the wrong nigga make a B. Yeah. No, you, you hit it right on the nose. Like you said, we don't really know who you truly are. Yeah, we haven't been able to perform a background check or or read up on you, you know, before you you just like his songs. Fame. Yeah. yeah, you just fucked with Jesus walks. <laughs> you made this nigga a billion dollars, and now you're mad that he wants to run for president. You did it. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That's that's it's weird. Yeah, it's weird to think about it, but like, think about it the next time um you start listening to that that new artist's music. Run your background check because uh he could be a Billy in 15 years running for the fucking president mm-hmm. because Kanye's on a political run. Yeah, uh, just to tie it all, all up, that's what I believe this is, what he's doing. He actually took back to Twitter as well. Kanye hadn't been on Twitter in about two years, I think. Or maybe he had some deleted tweets because he was tweeting during Donda, maybe. But it's, it had been a while since he had been back on Twitter. He got back on Twitter this weekend and just posted a hat that said 2024. Um, I don't usually we don't usually um mention other people. I heard somebody on on Joe's shit, and we don't have to go into them. Um, but they brought up something that was really good. Um, they said that Kanye has a way of crybaby bitch moaning his way into the top spot of every industry, and that he's gonna find his way to do it politically, like. If Kanye wasn't the greatest rapper of all time when he was a producer, he's going to cry bitch moan until he makes his way to the top of the rap game. Um, when he starts his, his fashion shit, they won't let him into the fashion game until Kanye goes off the wall, cries bitch moans his way mm-hmm. into like, all right, give you your fucking end mm-hmm. until you ruin it here too. And then politically. Right. Now, I will say I kind of agree with that. As far as he has, you know, kind of cried and moaned until he's been able to get to where he wants. Politically, though, I will say it's a different ball it's gonna be game. Tough. It's going to be tougher. And you can whine and moan and get certain relationships. But politically, bro, there's just so many hands that are in there that we have no idea about. So much money that's in those conversations. But that's that's what they were tying into it. It was it was Ish to set a shout out Ish. Yeah. Um, that. He has now, because of us, worked himself to where his cry bitch moan is accompanied with enough money to sit you in the room with anybody you want to sit in. He sits he sits in rooms that some politicians can't sit in. I agree, but also, I don't know. But, Boy, that money is powerful. It got no, Donald no, Trump no, president. For sure, for sure. But Kanye's black, bro. Oh, for sure. He's, he's, I don't mean president. Oh, holy shit. If we're talking about president, he's going to run. He's yeah, not getting he's the president. Not, he's not going to be the president. Start lower. like <laughs> Start lower. City senator, council, yeah. senator, uh, bookkeeper, secretary. Yeah, bro. Um, I don't know, man. Akon City. Something, bro. Yeah. You need to go rule something like third world country. Oh, my, he go fuck up Akon City. Yeah, because they're not going for that shit over here. But... <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like I said, I think it's going to help to a certain extent because, you know, he's he's been, you know, with people like Candace Owens, things like that. So, of course, you you reach a certain point where you get certain relationships. But Kanye wants to be president. Obviously, 
he's not going to be the fucking president because he just cried no. and moaned and showed how much money he got to get to the White House. It just doesn't happen that way. But I don't necessarily mean president. The right, same right. way, if you think about his status with Yeezy, Gap, mm-hmm. Adidas, mm-hmm. he's not the Louis V. He's not Burberry. He's still trying to work his way or cry a bitch or moan, is what they were saying, his way up to there. Mm-hmm. You don't think he can Adidas version his way in the politicianship? For sure, bro. Wherever he wants to go that's not president, he can get Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not president, governor, or no shit like that. But uh, Kanye Kanye can uh, can make his way into into Congress. For sure. Let's let's say that Congress. Let's just say co- Congress. Yeah, he'll make his way. Yeah. Um, or he can... He can put his name on the ballot. He can, I'll, I'll say that. He can make enough noise to get himself fitted in somewhere. He can, he'll fit in somewhere. I'm not saying he'll be a good fit. I'm saying like he can make enough noise, has enough money and power to put himself in the room to mm-hmm. find out he goes here and, and slide Kanye there and start from there. I think when you have which is scary, so much money, going back to what we said about using every part of your brain, when you have so much freedom, I think you get bored. I think you get fucking bored. That's that's the mind of an entrepreneur. I mean, most entrepreneurs get bored with what they do and move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about, like we've continued to say, someone that's so high up, he's not going to quit what he's doing and move on to knitting. <laughs> move, move on to, now I work out now. <laughs> no, I've controlled the music game. I'm going to move on to do fashion. And now I want to control everything he moves on. He wants to be the biggest at it and control it. Mm -hmm. Doing that in politics, that's fucking scary, especially if you're Kanye West. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people know that. I don't think Kanye West would ever be voted to rule. So. Interesting. Good topic, though. (laughs) Good combo. I didn't think we would spend this long on on the Kanye West follow up. But. <clears throat> I'm glad we I'm glad we sat there for a while. Fifty Cent Son gave us a good fucking laugh. Let's move on to Fifty Cent Son. Okay. We know for a very very long time, Fifty Cent and his son Marquise or Marcus, I think it's Marquise. Marquise. Yeah, they've had a strained relationship. They don't really fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. But Fifty Cent has done his due diligence financially. He pays child support. Um, at the moment, I believe he's paying sixty seven hundred dollars a month. Still paying, or that's what he was paying? Is he I, still paying? I believe he might still be paying. I know in certain states, if the child goes to college, you you uh you have to pay through their uh, their duration of school. I know that's not a Texas thing. Okay. Um, it stops at eighteen in Texas. Okay, that's where my question was coming from. Yeah, but um, I'm not sure if he's still on it or if this was a past thing because his son was talking about how he's been through points in time where he said he had nothing. Mm-hmm. I've had absolutely nothing. And I had to make my way back up with nothing but $6,700 a month. Mm. He said, that's not a lot of money. Mm. He said, that is only, only (laughs) $81,000 a year. Sheesh. Corey, I don't make $81,000 a year. Roderick, I don't make $81,000 a year. Do you, I want y'all to know that, um... (laughs) The status of this platform, of this platform, of this podcast would be on three times the level if I made $6,700 a year. If no, I, a month. Yeah, me a month. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. If I made $6,700 a month, I would have had the money aside to not even be working here anymore. Nah, facts. Like, <laughs> I would just be potting. Facts. That's enough for me to quit my job. Absolutely. He, yeah, I would have, yeah, I, I just, give me a little 10 bands. Uh, yeah. I, I do what I need to do with the 10 for, for six months. For sure. 
Um, <clears throat> he said this as though this was absolutely no money, poor. Now, we do know his father's a multimillionaire. He's 50 is getting even close to that, that billionaire status. A lot of the, the a lot of the rappers that were the biggest from 2010, I mean, 2000 to 2010, they're starting to rake near their billion. But um, he's not 50. He's the son of 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 6700 is a lot. $6,700 is plenty. $81,000 a year is well over average for the United States. I think the average American makes $34,000 a year or some shit like that. Um, Which is nothing, bro. That's, that's nothing. Christ. That's not even enough to live. Um, <clears throat> but you make $50,000 more than the average American? And you're complaining, man. So I think this is just another one of those stories where you get a kid who grows up and he has, you know, a rich family. Um, now, I will say. Oh, 54,000. I haven't checked on this since before the pandemic, but 54,000 is the average. We still make 30 more than that, but go on. For sure. No, but I, I think his mother, Marquis' mother, I think from a young age, kind of brainwashed her son. Um, like we said earlier, their relationship with, with her and the father and with the son and the father has been strained. So I think at a young age, I think the mother has just been feeding the son. Your your father's not this. He's not supporting him. He's a multimillionaire. He's only giving us 80K a year. We're supposed to be living like him. We and need to look like him because he he said it. There's certain words that people say when they're in interviews that you can tell there's a, there's a little hate or some type of feeling behind those words. So he says, 50 Cent, my father, Forbes list. Yeah, he was like, we're talking about a Forbes list. A Forbes lister. When you say things like that, that lets me know that from a young age, somebody has put a seed into you like, hey, he is not supporting you like he could. He has way more money. He's only giving you this much. I think that's where some of this comes from. But also, I just think, bro, it's kind of just like a spoiled brat. And he's looking at his father making all this money. And it's like, oh, you're not doing enough, bro. I'm giving you 80K. That's what I'm legally abided to give you. Yes, I can give you more, but we just don't have that relationship. But I'm giving you $80,000 a year. And the thing about it is um, what the guy that was on Instagram Live, this was during an Instagram Live kind of interview. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what he said to Marquise was, all right, if your father's putting in his 50% and that's $6,700, your mother should be putting 6700 in. That means you're making $13,000 a month, right? He didn't answer that question. <laughs> he moved back on to 50. Right. Because it's all 50's fault. Like I said, because if, if you have 50, like 50-50, that means you make $160,000 a year. Because it's all his fault. And the bigger picture is, we're talking about like some a kid that's basically our age, Corey. Yeah. Get a fucking job. Right. And that's why I wanted to ask her, like, is he still being paid? Because if you're in your 20s still complaining about this child support payment, you need to grow up. Jump off the porch, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to like, hop off the porch. Come man. on, man. Like, you got to hop off the porch. It gets to a certain point. Like I said, I don't know bro's relationship with his mother. I'm just saying like that's the vibe that I get. I don't think unless somebody's been preaching this to you since you were a fucking toddler. Celebrate. That you're going to feel this way about somebody who is supporting. Now, it would be a different conversation if it... If you were like, 50 hasn't done anything for my life, but I've been giving you $80,000 or 
where I've been paying child support worth $80,000 every year, and that's not enough. That's ridiculous. Can we, can we get this nigga some balls or a brick? Somebody get this nigga a brick to sell <laughs> because I promise, like, it. it Come it, on, cuz. You get a job. You get a job. Simple as that. I mean, you're not going to. You might not find the job that's going to pay you $6,700 a month. But, um. Nah. There ain't too many jobs paying that unless you like a fucking doctor or something. $81,000? Nurse or something. That's why I said sell a brick. You get $81,000. Yeah, for sure. Quick, 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 quick. For sure. <clears throat> I can do a lot with uh, 6700 a month, though. I can do a lot with a brick. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, I can do a lot with 6700 a month. $81,000 a year. Yeah, we can make that shake. We're also in Texas. He he might have had a little bit more of a point saying sixty seven hundred a month in the state of New York. Now, I, I ain't. I'm not. I'm not copping him out. Yeah, she's this expensive. Mad expensive. You you fuck around, take a woman on two dates. You spent seven hundred dollars in New York, nigga. <laughs> you spent eighty one thousand. Shit. On two dates. Like now, it's <laughs> it is a lot of money in New facts, York. Thanks, bro. But uh, shit, move out on New York. Move somewhere Shit, where, 50 there, 50 live in Houston. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Move somewhere where you can afford the lifestyle that you uh that you want, bro. Like there's there's ways out. That's why I'm I'm not copping, bro, out. I get you. Yes, New York is expensive. I know that. But you and your mother could have picked up and moved shit, bro. Like y'all didn't have to stay in New York. Child support also bases off of the cost of living as well. So see what I mean. So sixty seven hundred a month was obviously adequate for New York. It's a lot for child support. It's <laughs> a lot of money. Speaking of that, can we talk about Eddie Murphy for Let's a second? Do Let's do it. So Eddie Murphy has a child with Mel B, uh, mm-hmm. also known as Scary Spice from the Spice Girls, one of the biggest groups of the 1990s. Um, they didn't stay together, of course, but um, from 2009 up until now, he had been scheduled to pay $25,000 a month in child support for their daughter. Mm-hmm. That's up until today. That's three point six million dollars, Kari. He was just ordered last week that he has to up that to thirty five thousand dollars a month. Kari, that's four hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Their daughter makes more than the fucking president of the United States. Yep, yeah, we looked it up. Presidents only make about four hundred thousand. You said, yeah, she up that by she up that by twenty bands. Not twenty. She up on. The she president. threw a twenty a twenty at that nigga. Said, get your money up, <laughs> fuck nigga. <laughs> Joey B, put that towards these niggas student loans, bitch. Uh, but nah, man, I did not know you can get this much from child support. This is crazy, man. Child support has become a career. It's a lick. It's it is a a career, Corey. Jesus Christ! Like you can you can W four this shit. Nah, bro, four hundred thousand dollars in child support. Uh, that that's crazy. The the daughter now she's fifteen. So like you said, he's been paying since oh nine. He's only got three more years left, but depending on the state, like you said, because that's true. Who knows? Maybe it goes into you know those college years, like you said. So maybe he could be paying till twenty two, twenty three. I'll be begging her last not to go to college. Please, oh please, 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 please. You want to be an actor, right? Just like just like daddy. Yeah, four hundred thousand. So that means age 15, 16, 17, 18. He's gonna pay almost two million dollars until she turns eighteen. Then it says the increased payments are said to be made retroactively beginning from October 2021 up until Angel turns 2018. Angel is the, is the daughter um, until she turns 18. So it will stop at 18. Right, it's right. not one of those college things, but still 
um, 400 times four years. Yeah. He's he's gonna put up almost. He's gonna put up about about one point two million probably. But with the retroactive, so my math's bad. So fuck y'all if y'all are actually doing that math. Right, right, right. But to be retroactive, so starting from last year, October of last year, all the way up until this point, so he has to go back to October and repay. Ooh. Like he has to add that thirty five thousand so in. He probably has to add ten thousand right, to to I mean, all of the old ones, the and old then payments. everything he hasn't paid. Now we're moving up to thirty five thousand. Right, right. This is gross. <laughs> That's robbery. This is this he's, is gross. Hi- highway robbery, he's nigga. He's getting robbed. This is holy shit. Like I know we're making comedy out of it, but in in real life, this is gross, bro. Yeah. What child needs five million dollars to be raised? I don't know, brother. Somebody in the comment section said, "Hey, Eddie, I got a daughter too." <laughs> <laughs> no cap. Uh, I actually saw some in, in the comments before we were talking about how long you might have to pay the way y'all. She better not be going to fucking college because I'm not paying. Yeah, your mother's paying for college. I promise. Or Man. y'all better have made a hell of a savings out of whatever the fuck I paid. That five million better be sitting in somebody's. That's that's what I if I was paying this, I would find some sort of security in right. knowing that they can't touch this money until this or. They can have this much money and the rest can't be touched until this that goes into a trust. And right, and see, that's my point going back to 50 Cent, uh, his son and her, I mean, and his mother. How long was I giving you 80K? And how, what did you do every year with that 80K? Because like you said, if we're putting it away, if we're being smart with the money, 80K over X amount of years, over 18 years is how much, you know? All I will say is the child was alive in 2003. When In The Club came out, <laughs> he's he's been rich since In The Club came out. He was rich before then. Mm. But, um, of course, he probably wasn't paying 81000 back then. Right. But he was paying a rich person's child support, which supported the cost of living in the state of New York mm-hmm. even back then. Bro was good. Bro was good. I I, most child supports are more than, more than kids be needing. But, look. In this situation with Mel B and Eddie Murphy once again. So the reason why the payments were increased, it says Mel filed papers asking for more financial assistance. In the paperwork, she claims that her income has decreased dramatically. So that's my question again. Over these, he's been paying this since 09. How do you fuck up $400,000 every year since 09? How? This is my other thing. Get a job, not his son, <laughs> Mel, B. Mel B. Yeah, I sure. get the Spice Girls ain't popping no more. Right. Do something else. We have the internet now. This niggas coming up off millions that was shit yesterday. Right. She could make more money now than she ever made as a as a Spice Girl today. When when I like when I see niggas like Mr. Beast Burger, every nigga that had a fan base twenty years ago could be lit. Bro, look at Snoop. Like he was an icon for sure, but social media, he's upped it crazy. No. Oh, I'm just talking about a nigga that was absolutely nothing five years ago mm-hmm. and is about to be up like the Mr. B shit niggas offering him almost a yeah. billion dollars for that. You niggas already have platforms that if you just got on the internet and capitalized off the shit, you could get right back to the money you was making before. You can rebrand yourself. That's why I brought up Snoop. Like, yeah, he's an icon, but Snoop is one person, like I said, he's took he's taking social media and just blew his image up. 
You know For what I'm sure. saying? Like, Ab- absolutely. You can do it. Somebody like Mel B, whatever you want to use today, like I said, you can still use your old image, Spice Girl, whatever, or you can just build something else, but it can be done. You can use social media you're following from 20 years Tate ago X. and build on something 20 years later. Snoop's a bigger figure now than he was ever. Like, back, it's not even like a resurge. He just kept getting bigger and, and shit. Like I said, like Tay Diggs, Tay the shit Diggs. that he be doing with April, um, Omarion's uh, ex girl on uh, TikTok, TikTok, all that shit. Yep. He revamped his entire thing. Stacy Dash, Stacy Dash, even Will Smith. Will Will Smith is the pinnacle. <laughs> Will Smith is the number one example. He took his career that was already the biggest of all time and of and pre Chris Rock. He did it all over again. Yep. With movies that I would say aren't even that good. Mm-hmm. He just used the internet the way he was supposed to. Yep. It can be done, bro. It can be done. Mel B. Mel B. $400,000 a year you fucking off? Come on, man. We got to do something with this child support. This is crazy. That's insane. This is crazy. $35,000 a month? No with, way. And if they were married, if they were married, that's alimony too. But I don't, I don't know if they were married. I don't think you need thirty five a month, bro. Whether or not it's child support or alimony, nobody's a lot. Nobody. I'm not saying nobody needs thirty five thousand a month for child support, but uh, it's a lot, bro. Children can live off of much less, less. than the healthy children. Yeah, I'll say for sure. <clears throat> but we can go ahead and move on from there too. UC Berkeley, um, University of California at Berkeley, which is a very prestigious school. Um, they've announced. A Nicki Minaj course starting in the spring semester. Do you have more on that, Corey? Yeah, so the course will be titled Nicki Minaj, the Black Barbie Fem. What did it say? Fem C? Fem C. So the way someone says uh, F E M M E, Fem, like uh, like feminine. Right, right. Um, and the way a rapper is an MC, she's oh. the Fem C. Fem C. Okay. The Black Barbie Fem C in hip hop feminists will encourage students to think about. How Nikki's impact on the hip hop music industry connects to the broader historical social structures in hip hop feminism. That's a long ass introduction or description of the course. Um, the things that I'm wondering is who comes up with these courses? Yeah, this one now, don't get me wrong, we we hear these stories about how these artists they have these courses that are taught at certain schools. Some of them I even kind of get. Like, I don't have to keep going back on them, but like a lot of the Kanye ones, I kind of get Kanye. because they're music um, education courses. Right. Lupe Fiasco had a nice one. Lupe I had a really good one. Um, trying to think. There was another one I can't remember. Bill so. Cosby used to have a few back before mm-hmm. he was in shit, but um, I don't get this one. This one is one I'm like, this one don't make sense to me right now. I don't I don't get how this can be a course that's taught. Like what 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 credit am I gonna receive for this information? And if I get an F, how the fuck do you score this? Like my thing is, I didn't have this type of stuff when I was in college. We would have killed to to get credits towards graduation yeah. for taking classes on a hip hop artist. Right. But I'm thinking it like about when we get to midterms. What kind of fucking Nicki Minaj test am I taking? Imagine this being like 
the class that make or break <laughs> make or break you passing or graduating from college yeah That'd like some bullshit imagine like this is like the one cl- like imagine you do really poorly in this class and you need to get rid of it but uh-huh. this is like your last drop of <laughs> this is the last <laughs> drop you have of your college semester. career no of your college career <laughs> this is your sixth drop <laughs> Like, am I using the Nikki drop or do I take this F for Nikki? Right, bro. I don't. I just don't know about this. And we'll encourage students to think about her impact on hip hop music industry and connect it to a, a broader historical social structures and hip hop feminists. I don't know. I don't even think the words in that sentence tie together. That's why I had such a hard time reading that shit. It just felt like they put a whole bunch of big words in one sentence to make it sound good. FMC sounds cool. I mean, I, I know you you had a, a little bit of trouble getting through that yeah, and understanding yeah. it, but yeah. I was a I was a FMC fan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, I just think if you needed a way to improve the attendance for, for school and for classes, I think you could have went about it a different way. Okay. Um, I, I think, you know, they just trying Oh, to, that's what this is. Yeah, because, you know, if you say, hey, Nikki's gonna stop by because she she tweeted she took to twitter and she expressed her interest um in, in attending the class saying she would love to stop by oh yeah she said i might stop by so if you're a student and you take this class thinking that Nicki minaj may one day show up you're gonna show up to class every single day in hopes that you see your favorite artist yeah guys just stay put Nicki minaj will be here towards the end but you gotta stay to the end yeah you gotta sign your name in and stay till the yeah, end. yeah you can't sign your name in and just leave guys because you're gonna miss Nicki minaj right and so. she's bringing copies of queen right signed so every day you go into class hoping praying that you're gonna see Nicki minaj and on the outside of that the school's attendance records are going up what I, that's that that it that sounds like a good idea. What I will say is, with a school that's as prestigious as UC Berkeley, the first semester is spring semester that this course will be offered. Mm-hmm. You can definitely expect to see Nicki Minaj one day on this first semester that there is. Yeah, for sure. But fall semester and on, you will never ever see Nicki Minaj this again. Mm-hmm. You you might not get this course that long. This course might be active for maybe spring semester only. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that. I don't know. There's probably a wait list like a motherfucker for this for, for this sure. class. For sure. Um, the same as with Kanye ones. I think Kanye would show up for maybe like a day, mm-hmm. teach a couple of hours, and then it's like, ah, yeah. Yeah. You're uh, fucked, guys. Another one that just came to my mind, Matthew McConaughey. At the he had a class? Yeah, University of Texas. You know, he he big UT fan. Shout out to them again. They, they did beat Oklahoma's ass this weekend. They beat the fuck God, out of Oklahoma. Damn. What was it, 49 to 0? 49 to 0. Jesus Christ. How do you get beat that bad, OU? Yeah, that's crazy, man. Sent they ass back to Oklahoma, though. With an ass Sad. <laughs> ass, ass bruised from just getting beat. That's crazy, y'all. Don't come to the Cotton Bowl with that bullshit nah, ever again, OU. We're getting you the fuck out of here. Shout out to the Oklahoma listenership. Yeah, we man. love you guys. Sure. Shout out to all the OU uh, football players that are that might sure. be in the listenership because sure. um, we love y'all. We just... uh. Texas we're from boys. Texas, man. Yeah, yeah man. we Texas boys. I can't wait to like super, super go up and like claim my Texas, Texas boy shit. Oh, oh my bro. gosh, I might, I might have a a natural like Stone Cold Steve Austin gun holster yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. just to keep my little Texas shit about me. Yeah. I don't even wear cowboy boots, but like <laughs> once we get lit, you see me like walking on Rodeo. Like, why does he have a belt buckle and cowboy? Oh, he's from Texas, right? Cowboy hat. And yeah, shit. he doesn't. He's from t- fuck it. He's we from Texas. We definitely gotta have something that you know represents Texas. That's a that's a sign or a symbol for the podcast. The way Marcus Smart was drafted and opened that blue jacket up with all that Texas on the inside. 
we we gotta put on for sure we will we love our we love our state we love our city yeah. uh we talk a lot of shit about getting out of texas but i think that's anybody that grew up in their state and they want to see a little bit more in their Thanks. life but uh i'm a texas boy to the day i die man yeah for sure um but once again just before we move on shout out to Nicki minaj that is great to have a course you know be designed around you and your career that speaks a lot about who you are as a person and who you are as an artist so shout out to her for that Hopefully she does stop by this spring semester, this upcoming spring semester, like you said, and and shows love to the students. I hope so. Uh, I think she will. Yeah, that'll be lit, bro. You know what was lit? Um, All right, before this, this just popped into my mind, and I don't want to forget this because what we have next is already on the list. The Redeem team is out. We're getting more into sports. Mm -hmm. Have you been able to check that out yet? So I, I have. Damn. Um, right, right. We'll we'll save it for Thursday. But I have seen bits and pieces. I didn't finish. I, I probably have about twenty minutes left. Okay, I'm watching that tonight. I'm gonna watch that as soon as we get to, uh, or as soon great. as I get to the crib after yeah, pod. It's fucking great. I ain't gonna lie to you. Okay, because I'm a huge, huge, huge fan. Uh, we said this when we announced the Redeem team was coming out of mm-hmm. the Dream Team, uh, thirty for thirty or whatever it was. I don't know if it's thirty for thirty or just the ESPN special. Right. I'm a huge fan of that. And we lived through the Redeem team. So can't wait to see that. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely bring that up on Thursday because uh, you're going to love it, bro. I promise you that. I'm a huge, I'm, I'm Kobe. I'm was, a Kobe fan. I was fan. about to say that the way that they portrayed Kobe is what I love the most. Like they, they did a great job in just really honing in on how important he was to the team at that time and just to the whole Olympic like organization, the U.S. men's basketball team. Like Kobe changed the culture. Okay. around there so you're gonna love it bro i have no doubt that i'll love it yeah. but um i'm watching that as soon as i get to the crib <clears throat> you still haven't watched wu-tang let's move on we're in sports though we're in sports <laughs> the golden state warriors are the talk of the, the, the talk of the town uh-huh. they're the talk of the country yeah. right now because a tmz video leaked of a practice of golden states mm-hmm. and it looks like uh jordan Poole was talking a little tough to to draymond green Draymond Green walks over to see what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Jordan pulls hands on hips, talking to shit still. Now he's now he's kind of like stiff, like looking around. Right. He gives Draymond Green a good push. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green sticks the shit out of him. A nice, clean right hand. Yeah, man. Knocks Jordan Poole out cold. Uh-huh, knocks him off his feet. He kind of has to, it almost looks like after he slips... Draymond even has to grab him and hold him because hold him up, yeah. because he knocked him the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Snuck him. Um, <clears throat> this is big. Now, of course, we've heard things like Kobe punches, blah 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 blah, in during practice. Right. Michael punches B.J. Armstrong or some shit. I forgot who. Steve, or, Kerr. Steve Kerr. He he punched Steve Kerr. In the fucking face. Right. The coach of the Warriors, which makes this even more funny. Right. Oh, that's funny. Now mm-hmm. that we now that we say that, yeah. but um. It's not as bad with those because we only heard it. Right. We saw this. This looks really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that he went to sleep. Now, if, if he hadn't gone to sleep and it was just a punch, they kind of get into a fist fight. It still would have been the talk of the town. Yeah. But this looks really bad. We get to questions like, what is the NBA going to do to Draymond? What's going to happen with Jordan Poole? Mm-hmm. Are they okay? Are they going to go back to playing with each other? Because 
there's a lot of questions with the last question that I said, that's, that's probably where I want to start. Are they going to go back to playing with each other? Yeah. Because there's a lot that goes into that. Mm -hmm. There's the relationship and there's, there's how Draymond is viewed by the public. Yeah. And there's how Jordan Poole is viewed by the public by continuing to play. Yeah, man. It's a lot. It's a lot that's packed into this one little moment, like you mentioned. And and I agree with you that what makes this so much worse than those other situations that you mentioned is just because we saw it. We saw it. We saw the video. Um, but to answer your first question, I think you said what happens um, for Draymond mm -hmm. moving forward with the NBA and his team. So this season, Draymond will be a part of the Golden State Warriors. Absolutely. But I think moving forward, maybe after this season, I think the Warriors have to get rid of Draymond. And I don't think that's just because from this situation alone, I think his play has decre declined, declined okay. you know, over the last few years. Uh, he still makes he's the heart and soul of that team. Don't get me wrong. But Draymond is just not the same player that he was three, four years ago. You know, he's not as athletic as he was. Uh, he doesn't shoot the ball well. You know what I'm saying? He plays great defense and does other things like that. Um, but I think the Warriors have to get rid of Draymond just because he's making too much noise in the media and his play isn't up to the level that it should be. When you want to make noise, you want to be in the news, you want to make headlines, you have to back it up with your play. And as you know, if you watched last season, Draymond just isn't doing that anymore. I agree with you on the play. And we had this conversation over the weekend. Um I don't agree. I mean, I think that I think that Golden State could even potentially let him go. I look at Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green as players that see their careers almost like Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those players look at it in disrespectful lights putting on other jerseys. Mm -hmm. I don't see Draymond putting on another jersey. I I see Draymond in the offices of Gold, Golden State before I see him putting on a jersey for another team. Facts. Um I just I don't I don't want to say that he would retire because he still got great years left to play. Right. I just I don't see him playing basketball not a Golden State warrior. I just don't see it. No, you bring up a good point. I see that. I mean, I can agree with that as well. And the reason why I was saying like, say they did force him out right now for this season. Um, I know what you mean. Some players, like, yes, you you can only see them in one jersey. It just wouldn't look right if they put on a different jersey. Draymond, if he were to be cut, I just think he's not at that point where he would want to retire. Of course, he probably doesn't want to put on another jersey, but he still has years left on him. So if he is cut, I think he... Because his hand is being forced, he goes somewhere else and plays. Now, if we were at a situation where it was like towards the end of his career and he didn't have many seasons left, then I would see him retiring. But I'm just saying. When did Draymond come in the league? Uh, because honestly, let's look it up. I don't, I don't give Draymond more than more than six more years. Like before, I mean, before he starts to look damaged, mm -hmm. I give Draymond about five to six years of of looking good in the league still. Yeah. I don't know, man. 2012 is when he came into the league. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, I just don't know. We like to. All right. 
if if he were to be forced out, that was another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be retirement or working somewhere else, taking a job in administration with the warrior or something like that, mm-hmm. I always uh, I, I would figure that they would give him either the the option to to take his own route and control his own narrative on how he leaves. Like, is right. this going to be quitting? Is this going to be I'm retiring? Is this going to be I'm going somewhere else mm-hmm. uh, before they just say they're going to cut him? But now I get to some of the things in the NBA that I never thought I'd have to get to, which is, okay, if they were willing to let this video come out, how much do they respect him? So the, know, do they respect him enough to even give him the latter? Right. The video was leaked, though. It wasn't something that the NBA put out themselves. You Have you heard the story about how the video has gotten out? No, not necessarily. All right. So I'm going to just tell you what I know. Well, I know it came from an intern. Right. So there's an intern that's working with the Golden State Warriors in, in the video department. Allegedly, supposedly, he leaked this video out to TMZ in a pri- for a price range in between $50,000 to $100,000. So that's how the video gets out. And that intern probably quit that exact same day. Once they sold that video, more than likely. But that's how the video got out. So I, I just didn't want to say, like, the NBA put this out themselves to make Draymond this person or whatever. You know, it was leaked. Okay. Um. Okay. What I will say, though, for Draymond moving forward, just once again, let's play hypothetical. Um, if he is cut, things like that, he is somebody who has already set up his next steps after ball he's gonna be absolutely in the media he's 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 a tv personality bro he's a he's a he's an analyst he has his own podcast the Draymond green show is a very well respected sports podcast as well like he already has it set up so he could walk away of course like most most lines of work you could be like he could make more money being an actor and not necessarily mm-hmm. in the sports game, especially when you're as great as Draymond Green. Yeah. Um, but he has he has everything lined up to continue to make millions. Yeah, he's already he already has a deal with uh TNT with uh the halftime show. Like in the offseason when he's not playing things like that, he's on TV as an analyst already. So Draymond He's set up. If he wants to be, he calls it the new media, by the way. We're new media as well. That's what he calls us. Bet. Fuck it. We're the new media. Let's um, do it. What, podcasting? Podcasting, just the new media. We're just the new age of media. Yeah, fuck so, it. And we're the new greatest. Right. So he has he has like, a- Like he, Howard Stern in his bitch. Of course. So he has a, a job or a career within the new media if he wants it. So we'll see. But to answer a few more questions, like you said, like what is this going to do for the Warriors? Just all of that moving forward. Uh, for Jordan Poole as well. This is going to hurt their team. I think this messes up the chemistry that you have your team. Because yeah, the morale of the team. Jordan Poole, like you mentioned earlier, he has to now always moving forward have to have that that notion like they're looking at me a certain way because Draymond knocked my ass out. Draymond knocked me out. So not only – I'm just going to keep it real um, because I would say it the way locker room – talk sounds mm. you look like a bitch in front of all of your teammates you he knocked your ass out in front of all of your fucking teammates you were talking shit mm. and he cleaned your shit sleep mm. like sleepy and the entire world has to watch you get up say it's okay i accept his apology and watch him throw you the fucking ball for 82 games right 
it's a, it's it's hard, bro. And with business, sometimes you have to. We have a choice to make. Jordan Poole can say fuck that, or he can say, you know what? I'm gonna ride for the team. This is a championship team. I'm gonna just put that shit on the back burner. It's a tough situation to be in if you're Jordan Poole, man, because not only are you going to feel that tension from your teammates, you're going to hear it every time you walk out the door. Every team you play is going to have something to say about it. The media is going to have something to say about it. When you're being interviewed, they're going to ask you questions. How are you in Draymond's relationship? We're going to hear this the entire season. When you are late to work um, or if you're continuously late to work, you get written up, you get disciplined. Um, if you if you live that life and you're in a gang, um, if you fuck up, you get DP. I I've seen the Kanyes, the Puffies, the Steve Jobses, like all of them go completely nuts because they want this shit to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You've heard about Kobe doing it. You heard about Michael doing it. Is Draymond wrong for this? Uh, no, he's, he's not wrong. At there's all. a price to perfection. We we play sports growing up. We fought in practice. This shit happens all, all the, the time. time. So, like we said at the beginning, once again, the only reason why we're even talking about this is because we saw the video. There, this this happens in every fucking practice in the NBA. Fucking right. Somebody gets punched every season in practice in multiple practices every fucking year. So, no, this is not something that's just so bad. And Draymond is just. He's such a horrible person. No, nigga, he was talking shit. Jordan Poole was talking shit. He got his ass knocked out. We get back up. You know what I'm saying? We just handle it as men, you know? And, right, the same way Draymond was like, I help with leadership. I lead my team. Y'all don't leak that shit. There's other shit. I'm I'm sure Clay Thompson has cleaned somebody's shit up during a practice. I'm sure Steph's cleaned somebody's shit up during a practice. This ain't the first time Draymond has cleaned some shit up in practice. That's what I'm saying. Like every your favorite play. If you think LeBron hasn't slept somebody <laughs> in that fucking Miami Heat era, yeah, for sure. LeBron beat the shit out of Mario Chalmers. <laughs> oh, they was whooping on Mario, bro. <laughs> oh my god, bro! It was a jumping like it was. It was Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, um, LeBron James, and Udonis Haslam. They just took turns kicking the fuck out of Mario Chalmers for everything he did wrong. It could have been a three man weave. He fucked up. <laughs> they I'm fucked. Glad you brought that up. They bro. fucked Mario Chalmers up. That shit. Fucked every me. practice, man. Everybody knew that shit. <laughs> he spoke on themselves too. He was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm little bro." Basically, is what he kept saying. They were beating his ass, bro. They were kicking his ass. If he, if he made practice hold over, you know that little drill where like everybody, like you, they call one man out to shoot a free throw. Mm-hmm. If you miss the free throw, you keep running until the next person. Yeah. Every time Mario Chalmers missed a free throw, they fucked him up. That shit is funny as hell. But um, I know one player you couldn't do that shit to. Who? It's Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> that nigga said, I'll be right back. Let me go to my locker. <laughs> You're not doing that shit to Gilbert Arenas, man. Let me let me go to my locker real quick, guys. Gilbert Arenas is going to come air that bitch out. Yeah, bro. Gilbert Arenas, Monte Ellis, John Wall, niggas like that. Yeah, for sure. You don't... I don't think Draymond's throwing that punch on John Wall. Oh, nah. It's a, it's a couple of players you can't get that shit off on. That's the other thing. That's the last thing that I think I might say because okay. it, this the John Wall type shit. Like, 
with certain niggas, you might punch me in practice, mm-hmm. but you got to worry about 15, 15 different cars that are going to be sitting outside of the practice with niggas like John Wall, with niggas like Monte Ellis, with yeah. niggas like Matt Barnes. Mm-hmm. Draymond's not pulling that punch on me, not not taking that punch on him if if he thinks Jordan, uh, Jordan Poole is really stepping like that. Nah, for sure, bro. Jordan Poole, you really, that's my only way to get back. Mm-hmm. I gotta have 15, 15 real steppers outside that month, like cars. Like it's gotta be suburbans outside. Facts, facts. As soon as that video got out, I need my niggas pulling up. You're never doing this to me again, Draymond. Sure. Your name's Draymond. Like my niggas pulling up with F and N's <laughs> and shit like that. For, for any nigga named Draymond. Like, like what are we talking about right now? It's tough, man. But uh Draymond, uh he has Stepped away from the team in the in the last week as well. He said he's going to take some time off just while <laughs> while this calms down, you know, because um, that's going to help the situation, I guess. You know, some things you, you just got to do for the press, man. But I don't think this affects the team much because no. this is a conversation that Draymond and Jordan can have and they can hash it out. It is bad. Like I said, we saw it. The Warriors probably are going to suspend him or fine him, things like that. But uh, I don't think it's going to affect the team as much as we may think or as the new media may think we've had situations like this ourselves. We know how brothers work. Exactly. So we know that this isn't as big as we are, as people are making it seem, but it is a story. Like I said, because we did see the video, he did knock his lights out. Yo, back in the two thousands, there was, there was talk about that Kobe Shaq fist fight. Yeah. Imagine if that shit got on camera. Tell me how my ass tastes. Imagine if Shaq's fights got on camera. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Uh, Jordan, like we said, we know Jordan punched Steve Kerr. I promise you, Jordan was punching on every nigga that had something to say in practice, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Like Jordan wasn't going for that shit, bro. I'm here to win. Kobe, all these niggas. Niggas been punching niggas since practice started, bro. Like, See, and that's the, now. that's the worst thing about it. The niggas that's the best on the team that's punching you because like once they punch you, you can't even say shit. Like, and if you if you say some shit, yeah. you're the one leaving the team. Mm-hmm. You're expendable, right? Like, if Draymond punches you, you're not gonna be able to lobby your way to Draymond getting off the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurts. Just knowing there's nothing you can do about it. You just gotta go home. My bitch saw that. <laughs> My bitch saw me get knocked out by you, bro. Yeah, man, that intern. And we have to keep playing. It's tough. Tough situation to be in for Jordan Poole. Uh, the entire organization, like I said, Golden State Warriors, but they'll get over it, bro. Yeah. This ain't this ain't as big as people are making it. I promise you that. There is a situation that we need to get into next that is as big as uh, people are making it. <clears throat> We're talking about tough situations. Brittany Griner, we talked about how she's up for an appeal. Mm-hmm. That's coming up soon. I think October the 25th. 25th, yep. But um, in the time being, you know, Gail... Likes to take her crack at, at all black trauma. <laughs> fucking fuckers. Gosh, these niggas. Gail and Oprah are fucking horrendous. Holy shit, man. Um, you niggas just. And, and you. Every time. And the Gen X baby boomer, like, generations, mm-hmm. they just eat it up because they think that they're doing us a service. They fucking. They're. they're, they're they're hurting us. I was gonna say they're really not helping the situation when they when they try to be the first one to get these stories. No, they're controlled by these white conglomerates that just want to run a fucking narrative exactly, on us. Man. And and no, and Oprah's so high that she is the white conglomerate. She's the narrative. Herself. Yeah, she, she's running these white <laughs> ass narratives. 
Um, but but I digress. I'm sorry, guys. I digress because this is about Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. Brittany Griner's wife appeared on the CBS special interview uh, that Gail does from time to time. You saw mm-hmm. it with um, R. Kelly. You've yep. seen a couple more of them. Because <clears throat> she had one with Meg The Stallion. Yeah, um, she did. I forgot about that one. Yeah, she she has all. The, she gets the big ones, the mm-hmm. big black ones. She she gets them for sure. Um, it's CBS. How could you not? It's the biggest platform there is. To which, inside of this interview, Brittany Griner's wife was talking about Brittany's stints uh, or her stint inside of jail so far, mm-hmm. and whether she's keeping her head up or not. And Brittany actually detailed to her wife that um, she's gotten to the point where she feels as though her life doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, sad situation to hear things like this and we kind of spoke on this before you know when when you get to a point where you're institutionalized and you get to that point where it's like they forgot me maybe this is my life now you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying people don't even care about me you know you you hate to hear things like that you hope and pray that that's not the way that she continues to feel you know as the time goes on um but in the interview like you said Brittany griner's wife her name is sherelle griner shared that she had spoken to Brittany two times on the phone since she had been locked up in russia she says during the first phone call, she was delighted to hear Brittany's voice and thought Brittany was OK. However, she says after the second phone call with Brittany, that became the most disturbing phone call that she has experienced. She continued to share that she could tell that Brittany had suffered the maximum that particular day. While expressing that she could tell that Brittany was not herself, she shared once again that Brittany said to her, I feel like my life doesn't even matter anymore. It's tough, man. And you don't, it should never, I mean, of course, it should never get to that point. Nobody wants to be in jail. Time has to be served. If time has to be served. Yeah. Um, but jails from the very beginning, and of course, American jail, I'll speak for it, not Russian, were designed to be a state of rehabilitation, not, yes, it's imprisonment, but they're, desi- they're designed to rehabilitate to, to where by the time you're able to step back on the streets, you were better than you were when you came in. That's how it's supposed to be, right? We are nowhere near those days. Now, was it ever really before? Like, do you think it was ever really like yes. that? It was. Yes, I, I know. I know people that uh, family members of my own okay, that did course. jail stints of course, of during course. the eighties, okay. during the seventies, and um, I always forget his name. Um, one of the biggest boxers, uh, black boxers of all time. He spent his 20s and 30s in jail. He didn't become the world champion um, until he actually got out of jail in, in his 40s. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of his name. Um, <clears throat> but he talked about where there would be different programs growing up in jail mm-hmm. to where um, you could become a basketball player getting fresh out of jail. You could still go to the league in the NFL fresh out of jail because the gridiron gang type of football, like the stuff that keeps people's head on straight, yeah. they don't have that shit in jail anymore. He became the world champion boxer in jail and shit like that. So by the time he got out, he was ready to be the world champion. You're able to still find your craft and do it in the legal, rehabilitated way. You're able to get like your associate's degree. You can still do shit like that, but you're able to start applying it to different things, figuring out yeah. where it is you want to go when you get out. All those programs and rehabilitation things, those got shut down in the 90s, 2000s, where these okay. things started to get controlled by private equity companies or private companies that, that are doing nothing but making money. Just dollar. Yeah. 
Okay, for sure. So yeah, they they actually did used to rehabilitate. Yeah, yeah, and, and I've got stories as well, like you mentioned. Once you said that, of course, we both have stories, family members, and just shit that you hear about. Some people who are able to use that situation as a um, as a positive, they turn the negative into a positive. But certain times, you know, Bernard Hopkins. Times, that's what I was talking oh, about. Damn. Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, Bernard Hopkins. But a lot of times, you know, you do hear where people go in and it's like they come out and it's it's like they're almost as worse than they were when they first went in. And Bernard Hopkins is somebody that in this day, I think he's getting into Congress. Like we're talking about somebody that spent decades in jail, was able to rehabilitate himself through the jail boxing. Like um, there was like a union that they were able to travel to different prisons and box. You became the best. He was the world champion in jail. It's crazy. And, and do the right thing when you get out and make it. You don't have that anymore. It's just a system of, Jail, yeah, making money inside of the jail for the jail. It's a cycle, yeah. Just send you in, and we don't do anything to build you back up. So when you do go back out to society, all you know is the jail life, the jail mentality. So you bring your ass around. I was gonna say you only know the tools that you need to come right back. But that's when shout out the Thirteenth on Netflix. Um, that's that's when you realize they've they've done this shit to get you to come back because. We don't have slavery anymore for black people. The only loophole of slavery is to get them in jail to get them to do the work for free. Come on now. So let's put all the niggas and Mexicans in here. You potting, boy. Yeah, man. Come on now. Yeah, man. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry to, to pot on y'all's yeah, ass like yeah, that. Yeah, but um, in the Russian style, they got Britney. Right. And um, it, it sucks to, to hear that, that um, she feels as though her life is losing value. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what to say because there's there's that struggle between staying with your people and your culture and it's go get Britney. We need to get her at all costs. And um there's the there's the flip side that's this is terrible timing and um we don't know Russian law, but we have a stigma in America on how tight Russia is and everybody knows how tight Russia is going into it. I wouldn't take weed to Mexico. <laughs> not taking weed to fucking Vermont. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. I don't I'm not traveling to I'm not traveling through illegal states to take weed into a legal state. Yeah. I'm not traveling from Las Vegas to Los Angeles with mm-hmm. weed. I'm not taking it to Russia. So at some point uh, uh, there's the struggle or well ultimately there's a struggle between standing with your people and go get her mm-hmm. and accepting the accountability absolutely now should the accountability equal nine years in jail nope no but you play by their rules when it happens there i'm about to say you're not here you're there we have to abide um you just hope and pray that we're doing as much as we can to help this situation and we're, and we're not and you know that you know they're not but um at the same time black all we can do is just sit back, unfortunately, man, and just watch it unfold. Um, but yeah, just just a tough situation there for Brittany Griner. Prayers up for Brittany Griner. Prayers up for October the twenty fifth. Prayers for all great, uh, all great news on October the twenty fifth, and hopefully that we have a uh, Brittany Griner headed home for the Thanksgiving season. You know, Absolutely. I think that's I think that's all we can really hope for and pray for. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Uh, I think we have one more thing to get into, and we're going to stay stay legal. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, over the last week, he's announced a three-step plan to ultimately decriminalize marijuana. Now, 
Joe Biden, not Joe Biden, Joe Biden, <laughs> Joey B, Joey. <laughs> I think I think Joe Biden. We're we're on the heels of re-election campaign year, which is which is next year, twenty twenty three, and I think Joe Biden. Before we get into everything about this, has started to realize his niche and what it is specifically he needs to work if it's going to get the vote. And I think he's specifically targeting 18 to 45, 18 to 30, something like that. Minorities. Yeah. Um, starting with the student loan forgiveness, you're, you're targeting specifically millennials the black and, vote. and Gen Z. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the younger the younger crowd is what I was for saying sure. specifically. For sure. No, I agree. But <clears throat> he's definitely going for the minority, the black vote, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned that because now that we're older, you can see how they started two years before it's actually election time. Yeah, you start you start to ramp up just to where you're making your most noise right before January of mm-hmm. of, of campaign season. Right, right, right. So I've got all the steam leading into this, which is uh why it kind of seems kind of never mind. Kind of seems kind of conspiracy weirdish mm-hmm. that it was that time in two thousand and like nineteen that mm-hmm. they were impeaching Trump. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man. Fuck, I hate looking back at things Politics. in hindsight, man. Politics, bro. Man, I hate looking back in hindsight at things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but this is actually a three-step plan. The first step that Joe Biden is going to do is, um, of course, presidents can only control the federal level. They can't control everything down to the state level. They can only encourage and and uh, call call to for Advocate. the state. Yeah. But on the federal level. Any petty marijuana crimes, marijuana possession crimes, anything tied to marijuana on the federal level, he's pardoning all marijuana crimes mm-hmm. or possession of marijuana crimes. Not right. not like it, not if you're a trafficker or things like that, but um, marijuana crimes, he was saying no one should federally yeah. be sitting in jail over a possession of marijuana charge. So he's going to take it upon himself to pardon all of those Um <clears throat> The second step, I believe, was he's calling on all state governments to pardon their state uh, their state charges for mm-hmm. possession of marijuana. Yeah, for simple charges, once again, like you mentioned. Right. What was the third step that he was going to do? Third step is we will classify marijuana. Uh, well, we classify marijuana at the state level as heroin. Yes, and that's more, what it was. More serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. I'm asking the attorney general to initiate the process of reviewing how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. I think that's one of the greatest ideas I've heard in a long time, just because for the reason why he's doing a lot of pardoning and calling on the states to do pardoning for the simple possessions of marijuana is because we have marijuana scheduled higher than fentanyl. You get less time for fentanyl. So in situations, yeah, yeah, for situations like that, we need to go back to the drawing board on the scheduling. Yeah. Um, now, of course, he said that they were going to review it. He didn't say that they were going to reclassify it. That's that's where they get you with those words. Yeah. But um, I do I do see a reclassification coming with with a big statement like this. Yeah. Um, for it to go under review again. Studies show. This is nothing like heroin. Mm-hmm. This is not fentanyl, cocaine. This is not MDMA, barbiturates, shit like that. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not that. Um, it shouldn't be let. Uh, it shouldn't be labeled a Schedule One drug. At, at the very most, if you're going to still keep some sort of legal action on it, 
it should be misdemeanor down to the level of of a speeding ticket. It, only if you're caught driving with it or or things yeah, like yeah. that, you get you get a ticket. But it's it should be a class A misdemeanor. What is um? What do we classify alcohol? Nothing. Weed should be classified exactly how alcohol is. Classified. It should be classified better. That's what I was saying, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer or or yeah, poop just, on anybody that loves alcohol. Yeah, but um, alcohol should be the Schedule One controlled substance. Nah, facts, bro, for sure. If we really want to get down to the science of things, tobacco should be the the Schedule One controlled substance. For sure. I think this is the most important part as well, like you said, because obviously the the simple cases. Don't get me wrong, that's super important because you, we have people that are locked up over just having small, petty little amounts of marijuana. Uh, like Biden mentions that affects, you know, employment, sometimes housing, educational opportunities. And it's like, bro, it's weed. And and we're thinking about our age since we were born in the 1990s. I've watched, like we said, we watched the 13th and shit like that. Yeah, it goes back, bro. I know that there are people that were locked up since the 1970s that are serving life sentences for possession of marijuana. That's fucking crazy yep. a life sentence for possession of marijuana mm-hmm. even, get them out even going back to something we mentioned on the last episode we were kind of talking about the clinton era with the three strike rule so if somebody had two strikes you could have two strikes for robbery for you know something crazy and then you get your third strike for marijuana now you're doing life or whatever it may be for marijuana for possession mar- get him out now those on, are federal man. things go get him right go get him yeah, that we'll see. We'll see. But I think, like I said, I think that third part is the most important Not part. Not all the federal, I think. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, I just think that's the, that's the most important part. Of course, the first two, like I said, the simple cases, of course, you need to get those people out if it's just simple little petty possessions. But I think the most important part where this is going to have some traction over the years, because this is not going to be something that's passed today, tomorrow. It's going to take time. Biden may not even get this in his second term if he gets reelected. Oh, I actually, I feel like this is something that he, no, I feel like he's going to try to get this taken care of before he's, uh, before he gets reelected, you think? For sure. He, he's going to, the same it's way that with the student loans, he's trying to okay. show y'all, I'm yeah. taking care of y'all niggas right now. So elect me again. Yeah. Okay. We'll Be, see. Because we'll if, see. if Ice Cube, if Ice Cube and Donald Trump come back through with that little platinum package. <laughs> Start partying. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing it this time around. Like, cause the, the yeah. $250 million we were bringing to the black business. That, no, no, we're going that way this time. For sure. I'm trying sure. the next, trying the other nigga next time. Yeah, man. But, um, I think, I think if Biden, what Biden has to do, if we want to be real, cause this what, this what Trump did. Barden got a, I said Barden. Biden got a pardon YSL. Freedom Boys. If you want to get reelected, Biden. No, you might be onto something. Freedom Boys, man. No, Carl, you might be onto no, something. No, for real. I'm being dead ass here. Like, this, this is a joke. But if you really want to make some noise, you want that black vote, Freedom Boys. The reason why I'm, no, I'm being dead serious. I know you're making like a comedy thing right now. But the reason why I'm dead serious is because Donald Trump showed us how easily it could really be done like <laughs> all our lives we thought they're like ah, what the, what, yeah, what the fuck is the part. president gonna do right, to right, help right. him like he got himself in there right. he's gonna do his time and get himself out donald trump really showed us uh i could really just yank them little niggas up out of there if i really wanted to i could just call it done mm-hmm. they can really just walk in and be like yeah i get get them out right now I mean, honestly, he just put he just put a nuclear arms merchant from Russia up for for Brittany Griner. 
he can go get he can go get the Rico niggas as quick as a snap of yeah, a finger. Yeah, Rico ain't nothing to he got president. he got Russian merchant dealers. Right, I mean arms Russian dealers. arms merchants up up ready to just give them away. Yeah, they can let Sergio go. <laughs> They can let Sergio and Jeff. Free free Jeff and Sergio. Free bro. Jeff and Serge. <laughs> free Jeff and Serge, man. Slat. <laughs> Slat slime. No cap. Free Jeff and Serge. This is bullshit. No cap. This is man. an outrage slime. And hey, free Britney Griner, too. Facts, man. Everybody. All of them the fast way. Free my niggas locked up, too. Now that I'm thinking about this system and how it doesn't rehabilitate, Facts. get everybody up out of there, man. Especially on them petty marijuana crimes. Except for the rapists. Facts. And the... the free everybody yeah. but R. Kelly. Free Yeah, free everybody but R. Kelly and yeah. uh, the people that beat kids. For sure. <clears throat> everybody else. We go, We yeah. can we can rehabilitate. Sure, <laughs> um. Yeah, or if you do R. Kelly-like crimes. <clears throat> Do we have anything else? That's all I had, man. All right, man. Uh, you're welcome. We potted our ass off. Of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, nah, man. I'm just playing. Shout out the list. I'm not playing, but um, <laughs> shout out the listenership. Shout out the viewership on all platforms. Make sure y'all keep rocking with us. We're going to get out of here. That was episode 182. It's your boy, Roger. Jakari, we checking out. All right, man. Rising Ground Podcast. Let's get on out of here. I show nothing but love to you. Niggas looking for sun to do. Throw me under a bus or two. Only ride if I bust a move. I can't sit around waiting on niggas. That just ain't what a hustler do. Not the type to be comfortable. Switch it up and do something new. I don't know when the car to quit. Ain't a honey you counterfeit. And you gotta watch your back to be the niggas you count it with. I know it really don't sound legit. I had to see with my own too. Niggas don't know what I'm going through. Yeah, I ain't gon' hold you. Man, this shit got me hurt for real. Got this shit out the dirt for real. I'd rather work than chill. Keep me distracted. The type of shit make you wanna go crack the seal. Pop the pill, not for real. I can never go backwards. Put the pieces perfect with the passion. Why me turn the bucket to an action? Hard and push to start it fasting. You'll see better finna do the dashing. Harley, but she's telling me go faster. I don't wanna see me ever crash the wall and drop the ball, but gas it. What if I run it up and they act the phony? Grab a 40 then pack it on me. No, I'm sounding dramatic on me. I can't put nothing past the homie. I've been dealing with facts only. I've been dealing with family only. Why you wanna turn backwards? On me, feel like they want to outcapone me. Gotta keep something fat on me. I can never go back, pony. I show nothing but love to you. Niggas looking for sun to do. Throw me under a bus or two. Only right if I bust a move. I can't sit around waiting on niggas. That just ain't what a hustler do. Not the type to be comfortable. Switch it up and do something new. This for all y'all, all y'all, all over, all over. Bounce, niggas, roller skating, bitches, homies, bounce, drop, ladies, roller skating, dipping down the street. I've been all around the world, Japan to Amsterdam. Hit them like switches, dipping, hit the switches, which is one reason why I gotta make mine. Streets trying to take mine. What's up, lady? Time's getting shady. You gotta lick stick with it. That's why I'm sick with it. Hard to maintain in this world of pain. But I'ma serve these rhymes like dimes of cane. Why can't we just chill and get along, motherfucker? The views you choose to use is wrong, motherfucker. Relax. Me and baby S got it 
map to the T. Just ride with me. Battle cat in the back with a sack on D. Rhyme with the young OG. Dipping down the shawl for all of y'all. Let me bounce rock skate on three. We can freak it. Freak if you want to. Dine if you want to. Living right in my rear view. S nigga hear you. About to drop the bomb. Record one in blue palm. The Yukon. St. John hooked my shit up bomb. Full controlling. Call it with my nigga from the pound. Put my shit in.